Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Cool Kids Table Podcast. This episode is brought to you by you, the listener. Thanks for making it happen. Thanks for all your support. Um, People keep asking, so I'm going to keep throwing it out there. If you want to support, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your family. They're into whatever topic that episode's about. Share it with a friend, you know. That's the best way. Word of mouth. Um, Our social media on Instagram and Facebook, you can find us at the Cool Kids Table Podcast on Twitter, the Cool Kids Table Pod on YouTube, the Cool Kids Table Podcast. Whatever's easier for you, whatever works best, the support comes the same way. Appreciate all of that. Oh, this is a good one, but listener discretion is advised. We talk about some ugly, nasty, horrific events. So if you know, if you put on the podcast to clean your house and you have a small kid or children around, you know, this is not one of those episodes. This is for you to listen, you know, headphones or where secluded when children are not going to hear it, not safe for work. I think I tagged it just because you don't want people hearing this, you know, overhearing it. You want to do it on your own private terms. So, you know, especially with kids, you know, they don't need to hear all this stuff. Um, I know a lot of people, put the podcast on while they commute while they drive the kids to school and all that you know not this one if you're listening right now you know just positive you have any kids around you or will have kids around you save it for later it's a great episode but just not suitable for children listener discretion is advised that being said my guest today is my friend philip sanchez philip is an all-around great dude We'll get into it in the podcast. I could bring him on to talk about whiskey, baseball, fantasy baseball, family, religion, science. There's so many subjects that me and him talk about. But as you, you'll hear, you know, one thing we had in common that we didn't know about each other is that we're both really into serial killers. And, you know, started through a Facebook post. And fuck, it's crazy that, you know, this conversation was took 11 months to make it happen but it when it finally did it, he came prepared this is a real good episode sit, sit down get comfortable because you won't want to once you start you won't stop um we <laughs> we joke about how when you talk about horrific things you have to kind of talk about something different to settle the mind so after that we talk a little bit about science and all that you know so it's a little interesting it's a little long but it's great from beginning to end. His brother David Sanchez makes a cameo too, so shout out to David. And you know, it's gonna be it's, it's a long one, but you're gonna enjoy it. So, you know. Not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome. So my guest today is Philip Sanchez. Philip, we've been trying to set this up for a long, long time. Uh, welcome to the table. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, this is a conversation that uh, was supposed to happen about a year ago. I mean, but just never did. Uh, I mean, we've met, you know, in between that time, but we just, you know, the, we never sat down and had some beers and talked about what we we're going to talk about. So I mean, here, here we are. Let's do it. 
You're an interesting guy. So why don't you give a quick introduction, you know, about your life, just so that we don't just jump into the everything. I, you know, share a little bit about yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit about myself. I mean, after high school, I guess everyone, I mean, or pe- people that are going to start listening to this podcast, you know, may have known me from high school. But after high school, you know, just went to college and continued and, and furthered my education type of deal, uh, you know, uh, Hustled it out, just and you know studied my ass off and and got my degree and things like that and uh, so um, you know now I'm married and I have two two daughters and it's awesome. I mean having kids is is a crazy experience. It's a rewarding experience, a tough one, but it's it's good, man. So I'm a uh, I'm married with two kids and and working down in Century City, taking those drives all the way there and back, uh, working for a for a securities firm. Um, you know, investing in stocks and stuff for business and companies. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what I do right now. And in free time, you know, do fantasy baseball or, you know, drink beer, craft beer and just hang out, play play video games with my brother, you know, some FIFA late night and and beat some people online or, or get our asses kicked, which whichever one happens, you know, you never know. But And just a quick intro, David Sanchez is also here. David, why do you say what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? All right. You had an interesting tidbit. We were talking just yesterday. I did one with Yassad, and you guys were listening to it, and we're talking about um, how beer tastes better in Mexico. You know, that's just uh, something we've all heard, and you had something interesting to add to that, David. From what I heard, I don't know if this is proven, but I heard it from just going to Rosarito to my, my aunt's boyfriend's house, but we would go out there, and we would always be trying to find good beer, you know, or more of what we would drink here. You know, Corona's is kind of... If you're not drinking Modelos, you're drinking Coronas. So what we noticed is more on that area, TJ and Rosarito, Ensenada, um, it was always Tecate. And from what I heard, I guess the beer companies in Mexico, and I don't know if it's that area or, or more parts of Mexico, but they'll take contracts where they're the main beer company for that area. So to find Coronas or to find something else in that area it would be kind of hard. But we always had a source where we always got Coronas, which is where I found, like, man, well, why can't we get them anywhere, you know? So that story came up. I don't know if it was the, my aunt's boyfriend that lives there or one of the locals there, but I remember hearing that throughout one of those trips. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. It's like a mafia and just beer, too. <laughs> Fuck. Territories all the time, man. Shit. Everything. Can't get along. All right, Phil. So, you know, you're one of my bros. You're one of my boys. Uh we hang out, we talk whiskey, we talk craft beer, we talk fucking Atlanta Braves, we talk football. But one thing that we're both really into, and I mean, fuck, we, where do we start with this? We're both really into serial killers. And I didn't know, you know, I just kind of just did my own research on these kind of things, listened to podcasts kind of thing. And I don't know, it's one of those things you don't really talk to people about because it's like, hey, hey guys, I'm into serial killers, it's kind of odd. And I, I ended up, yeah, flagged <laughs> Marcus Pham. <laughs> Well, the government's watching. And I, I, I remember, I don't know if you recall, I was listening to podcasts. And at the time, you know, I was already listening to a bunch. But, you know, when you catch up on an episode, you're like, okay, I'm going to throw it out there. Like, hey, does anybody listen to podcasts? And if you do, which ones? And Phil text, not messaged, um, you put on my post, like, hey, I, uh, check out Case File, True Crime. Like, it's really in depth. They're really good at what they do. And they have this, the one I'm listening to is like the... The East Area Rapist, the original Night Stalker, and, you know, they're doing, like, fucking a five-part uh, series on it. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Never heard of this podcast. Never 
fucking heard about the original Night Stalker. I think fucking Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez, yeah. So I was just like, all right, cool. I'll check it out. A few other people, you know, told me about Serial, I think, at the time or um, um, Up and Vanished. That one was pretty good as well. But I I was fucking hooked on Case Like I've listened to every single one now. Like, I think... On Monday, on my drive to work, like I'm putting that on. Like that is my my that's my favorite. But dude, I listen. I go back and listen to those five episodes, like just because I was so fascinated. Like I had never heard about it, and that's one thing you told me. Like this is crazy. This is bigger than Richard Ramirez, and yet yeah. nobody knows about it. Yeah, and especially since it's in our like kind of in our not in our backyard, but it did cross through our backyard way back. Obviously, we weren't alive during you know this guy's time when he was terrorizing fucking people like crazy but i mean yeah i mean the way i even heard about this guy to begin with uh was kind of just interested in the night stalker that we know of you know richard ramirez um you know i just kind of wanted to learn more about that guy i mean i don't know why we're so into serial killers i mean but it's it's more i I don't know i see it more like a a, of a puzzle you know because you kind of especially when they're unsolved type of deal and and like why people act the way they do like you're just kind of looking at the mind of of people and how they work and why people are so sadistic like that you know some people do things for good and some people do evil things like that so i think that's kind of why i listen to it's kind of like this puzzle that you're trying to solve that you're trying to look at at people and individuals and kind of be like damn why do you why do people go that route but so i I was just interested in learning about that guy uh richard ramirez and when i just kind of went through the Apple search and put in, you know, just I put just put in Night Stalker, and this was the first thing that came out. On, on, it was on the Case File. I had never heard anything about Case File, and I just started the five part series, and then I quickly found out that this wasn't the same guy that I was searching for, but I, I was intrigued by it, and it was just interesting because it was in California. I mean, Northern California it started, and it was just like fascinating crazy and it was it was unsolved and and it just no one knew who it was there was tons of leads and it was just kind of like like i said like this puzzle that i was like dang like there's all kinds of like web sleuths online on reddit um or different forums of people just you know throwing suspects out there who you know who do they think it could be um and it was just kind of like this crazy i know i've always been into puzzles and shit like that too so it was just kind of like dang like let's look at some of the stuff he did and, and some of the clues and let's kind of see if we can you know kind of it's kind of you know hypothesize like who um who this person is like like or what could he have been and that's kind of like how we started and that's you know i I, when i was hearing it, i was fucking amazed by it and that's why i kind of like you know told you about it because i listen to podcasts like way too much because i'm like on the road for like about two to three hours a day and uh the radio has too many commercials so i just you know gravitate towards podcasts and listen to a ton of them so if anyone has recommendations shoot them at me i mean i'm always looking for stuff to listen to you know but yeah so i mean this guy is crazy i mean it's just to start i mean they they've solved it since you know we've talked about it which would have been awesome for us to like have talked about it beforehand so you guys when you guys hear us we're not just being monday morning quarterbacks and like criticizing shit because we actually did have some you know interesting points and you know kind of like predictions on who we thought it was and i mean it's on your facebook in 2017 they caught this guy in 2018 we're kind of shooting the shit about this guy uh or who it could be and and we hit it on some points but you know we'll get to that later but like to start i mean this guy he uh he started way back and i mean they connected the dots but he started as like a ransacker he would in in the Vesali area up north and he would just go into people's houses and kind of like 
look for shit and kind of like rummage through their their belongings and steal stuff. Never really did anything. But he and then he ended up shooting someone, and then that kind of ended that. And you know, he took off, and that was the end for that that I guess that name, the Visalia Ransacker, and no one ever heard about him again. And then up north is is when it all started with the when he was coined the East Area Rapist. Uh, he was just like burglarizing places. He would just you know storm into places and not really storm in because he did a lot of research before he even went in. Like he stalked people and 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 you know once he kind of picked the target, he just kind of like got their patterns down and and he would come in and and rape women. And at first he started with just raping you know, women that were by themselves, that he knew they were by themselves. So, I mean, this guy was very meticulous and, and took his time and, and really did his research. I mean, he should have applied it to something else, more like, you know, something more beneficial to society. But, fuck, I mean, this guy used it all for that. And so, yeah, he would come in and just rape women and and, and storm out and, and, you know, just went on his next attack. And, I mean, he raped, I don't know, like 50 women overall, which is freaking insane. And the craziest part about it is, like, he did it, like, in short spurts at times. And, you know, he teased with the, the police. And, and he was, like, in the same area. It's like if he was attacking, like, in Omani and Baldwin Park and, I don't know, like, like West Covina area. Like, and he's just going back and forth. And you're just kind of like, what the hell's going on? Like, when's he coming around here? And, you know, people were, were, you know, staying up at night, sleeping with guns under their pillows type of shit. Like, I mean imagine that like in this time i mean obviously it wouldn't happen this time because there's you know people got cameras and social media and like the word gets out fast but back in those times when you had to call an operator to then get to 911 it's it was a whole different time so it's like i could just imagine and i think that's one thing too that that why we gravitate towards serial killers and a lot of people do is like the same reason we watch scary movies like we like to get scared for some reason but this shit's like more real we, I mean, people are fascinated by serial killer movies, and people go watch them. I mean, it's sad that these serial killers become notorious, but it is what it is. I mean, people are just fascinated by this type of topic, and and it's just, it's, I mean, it's just crazy. And um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty insane. One thing, like you were saying, it wouldn't happen like in this day and age, but it still does, right? We just, uh, one thing we talked on the phone the other day is like, we don't know which ones are active right now you know we'll hear the evidence in five ten years about so-and-so got raped because like even back then the police departments didn't work together so they say for example you know you said Almonte Baldwin Park there's three rapes over here in this city three over here like they don't connect the dots because they're not telling each other hey this is going on like it's just oh we have three random rapes and we have three random rapes at the time uh at the DMV you can just go and say hey I I found this license plate like give me their address and they would and it's uh-huh. crazy, like, when you think about, like, huh, that's yeah. why, you know, when it says, like, wet paint, don't touch, there's a sign there because somebody went and touched it. So now you see the sign there, and you're like, oh, we shouldn't do that. We should put a sign. The same thing with the DMV. Like, you know, I, I to me, it's crazy. You know, you just say, oh, I, I know this license plate. Give me their address. And now you have the address for some fucking, you know, these stalker guys, the pretty girl they saw at a dance, the fucking somebody at the grocery store. And they would follow them home. And simple, you know, they have all their information. Then, you know, like he was very, 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 very intelligent. So he knew what he was doing. Like you said, he only went after single women at the beginning. So he would stalk them, call. And when like he would see that nobody, no men ever answered, um, nobody else but them. So he knew, okay, they live alone. Okay. Around 10 PM every night, they answer the phone. She's by herself every night. So he would like strategize and be like, this is effective. 
the neighbors, and then just the way he would attack. It was there's it, California is very populated, but back then these were all small communities. There was always an escape. Like he would not attack unless there was a great escape, a park behind, like fucking yeah. literally in the backyard Canals. a fuck canal a riverbed anything where he could just escape in seconds he would park down the street well now we know you know looking back yeah he would park down the street and ride a bike to his fucking place of attack and it's just you know like you said like dude this is all very very planned out he fucked with the police he would fuck with the victims even after He'd call them and, you know, just terrorize them. It's fucking ugly. But like you said, I find it fascinating. No, 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 no. no this oh, one. Okay. The, the original. Yeah. Oh, the original Night Stalkers. They, I didn't even know that. You know, like hearing it on Case File, I remember just listening to like the first episode. I said, what the fuck is yeah. this? Like I, I know about fucking Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, you know, like the big famous ones. And I was like, I literally had to go back and listen to the first one again. I was like, dude, there's so much information, so much yeah. to process. It's so ugly, but yet you just keep listening to it. Or at least I did, you know. Like, yeah. so a few people I recommended to them, I can't listen to that shit because they tell me like, what podcast do you like? I'd be like, Case File, dude. Like, oh, which was your favorite episode? Start here. <laughs> You'll love it. And they're like, dude, I cannot listen to that shit. And you know, some people can't. Some people can't. I find it interesting. You know, it, it's ugly, horrendous what they did, what he did, what happened to these people. But at the same time, it's kind of like they're they're a human being. They're capable of this. Like, what the fuck's going on in their head that you know, like that they can do that and just go along with their lives? And I don't know, man. I I listened to it like maybe two three months ago again. Like, just like I'm like, dude, this is crazy. Oh, dude, you're gonna be intrigued for sure. It's yeah. I, I listened to it just this week and a little bit of last week just to kind of like retouch on. On kind of because there's just so many details and so many attacks that you know you if if you I mean from the last time I heard it like a year ago, if I didn't go back and listen to it, I, I'd probably like mix certain facts about certain things and, and it would it'd be be inaccurate. So, you know, I took this serious and I, I said I'm going to do the research and and really listen to it. And I mean these this this is this type of topic. It's for me. I mean it's kind of like I take a little bites of it, you know, like I'll listen to one case and then I'm like, whoa, you know, just floored by all the fucking evil out there. And, and then you just have to listen to like a, a sports, a stupid sports podcast, just kind of like flush your mind out and just kind of get on level ground. But I mean, I, I like when you watch a scary movie and you go watch cartoons, <laughs> like your mind's on something else. Yeah. So you can fucking, so you can fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I do that a lot. Cause it's just kind of like, it can get you depressed, man. Just listen to this shit. And it gets you like in a dark mood after you hear it. And I mean, the guy does a great job, uh, podcast. I mean, it's called case files and, and you should check it out. Ear, E-A-R-O-N-S, Eron's, you say rapist, original night stalker. It's about case in the fifties. I think 55. Uh, yeah. 53 to 50 something, but you should check it out. Definitely. Uh, after this, like really check it out. It's, it's crazy, man. But so it's just we'll get to like kind of like I mean we won't tell you who he was if you haven't heard about it yet but we'll get to that kind of build it up a little bit but it was just you know it's a crazy case like I said he was uh, he started raping women just seeing women like that and and the police just didn't know you know what was going on and they couldn't find this guy and and you know they had people out there just kind of searching for him and, and they would have patrol and and just could not find this guy it's like he was just. He was just on top of it. This guy was just smarter and, and just, you know, just knew what was going on and, and did his research. Um, and then it slowly escalated from there, from where he was just, like, raping women. And, and yeah, it's, it was... You want to add to that? 
Well, just, you know, I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, so I'm trying to, like, do yeah, it. Like, like, yeah, timeline it, it, yeah. Timeline it. And it, it's just, you know, like a puzzle. But the things he was doing, you know, like the whole real estate thing, you know, because early on when I started listening to it, you know, I had listened to other podcasts similar to that. So you kind of know, like, okay, well, at, at the time, I didn't even know anything about him, right? So I thought, like, all right, let's see. They caught him. In my head, I thought, like, they caught him. Let's mm. see Let's see how if I could, you know, like a detective book. Like, let me see if I could figure it out by the time it gets to the end. So I was like, all right, well, a lot of these things, a lot of these houses had just been sold. It was near, like, a Navy base. And I was like, all right, so maybe he's a – early on, I was like, this guy's either a real estate agent or he's, like, flipping houses, that kind of thing. He's an investor of some sort. Mm. And you just kind of like, you know, myself, I was kind of like, all right, eliminating. Okay, he can't do this. Then I was like, huh, maybe he's a a, a son of a fucking military military person, per- person now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe because just, you know, as long as you hear a case file, you kind of hear some of the details. And it just kind of made sense to me. I was like, all right, this, I'm thinking that way, you know. And early on, I was just kind of like making my own predictions kind of thing. And without getting ahead, you know, I just kind of like trying to piece the puzzle that they were presenting and being like, okay, they're going to tell us how, who, who it is and how they caught mm-hmm. them at the end. So I'm going to try to do it myself. And then slowly, you know, you just kind of like, oh, fuck, it's not that. And oh, fuck, it's not that. So you're kind of like still not second guessing yourself, but just still on your toes. Like, huh, listening to all the little details. This guy's very, very meticulous, like in the way he did things, the way he escalated. You know, he, he was going a little further each time. You know, you want to add on to how he started with the men? Yeah. So, I mean, he, it was all women all the time. I mean, that's all it was. And then uh, I think more of, I, I feel like he was kind of like building up. And, and uh, one of the people, one of the like ladies, I think it was a lady in, in the police force. She kind of like predicted that he would go on to kill people, but like it started with him just burglarizing and then I feel like that was, he was just getting practice, you know, and then he started raping women, same, you know, single women that were by themselves, you know, vulnerable people and, and raping them. And then he just kind of, as the newspaper article started saying that, Oh, he only rapes, you know, houses that there's only like women in the house and no men. And like, he was reading the newspapers, he knew, he knew what was going on and he saw it as a challenge and I think he he slowly started building to that. So, I mean, obviously it's much more difficult when there's a man in the house. You know, I guess more strength. I guess. I mean, obviously there's. I don't want to be sexist or anything. There's women that are stronger than men too. But you know, for general, you know, just kind of broad, broadly, just talking about. It, I mean, usually if there's two people in there, it complicates things. So that's kind of like. He would. He started building up to that man, and just it was crazy because I mean they were saying that he wouldn't do it, and then I remember there was like a town hall meeting that was pretty crazy, and that to me I was just like, wow, this guy is all over this. Like he knows what he's doing, and his whole point is to terrorize people because there was like a town hall meeting because um, the police weren't, you know, kind of weren't releasing too much information to the public because they didn't want to scare them, they didn't want any copycat you know, killers and or copycat uh, people to, to start doing the same crimes. Um, so they held a, a conference, like I think it was a school conference, and one of the guys stood up and he was kind of like, you know, this is insane. Like, I don't know how any man could, could you know, allow a, a woman to, to be raped in, in their house. I think I'm jumping a little ahead on that, but, you know, he was saying, you know, I can't believe that someone, 
you know, there, there's no way. Like, this is bullshit. Like, how can a man allow his wife to get raped in the house? And sure enough, I mean, the crazy part about it is that a few attacks later, I mean, he he was attacked. I mean, he was tied up. He was an Italian man. He was he was tied up, and his wife was raped. So it was kind of like either he was in there, or he heard about what what happened in there. And I mean, they still haven't really pieced together if he was in there or not. This person who who was a suspect, but that's just insane, man. To to I mean, imagine how much more scared you are. Like, you can't even talk shit about this guy because then he's going to come <laughs> after you. Like, he's, he's this, the boogeyman extreme, you know. Like, this guy's talking smack, saying, you know, trying to just rile up the people in there or trying to be a tough guy or whatever. I don't know what, what was going on. And, and then you get attacked. It's like, if anyone else has something to say, like, I, I bet you just shut up. Like, I, I wouldn't even say anything. I'd keep it to myself because I, I wouldn't want to put myself or my family you know, in that situation. So that that was crazy that he, you know, he did that. That was a crazy attack. Do, do you want to say how, how he would do the whole process when the male was present? Like his... Yeah. Like, so, I mean, when the male was present, I mean, he would obviously, like, start with them and, like, point the gun at them and, and, and kind of have the wife tie, you know, tie a knot on, on you know, tie the, the man's hands behind his back um, with strips of cloth or whatever he had and uh you know tie the man up and then he would tie the woman up and then he would go back and make sure that the the knots were tight on the man and he would just kind of like seclude the man and put him in one room and and take the woman and put her in another room and put like cups and and plates on top of the guy's back you know so that he knew if that guy moved then he knew to go back so he told him if, if any of these cups fall like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna kill you and your wife and he would always you know talk with like clenched teeth and and to, to hide his, his actual voice. Um, but yeah, like he would do that and then rape the women and then he would go and like grab something to eat randomly in the person's house, which is weird. You know, he'd drink some, some beer. Um, and then, yeah, he would just rummage to their stuff and then go back and rape the woman again and, and then go back and, you know, do his thing. And he, he took his time in there. Like he wasn't scared of anything. He just kind of owned the situation. He's, he had done his research to know that there was no one else in the house and that there was no one going to be, you know, calling or, or, or going after him. I mean, there was a few close scares that we'll get to, but I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, you're, you're laying on your, your front and you know, you're laying your stomach down and you got plates on your back and, and you, I mean, your right, your wife or girlfriend is getting raped in the other room and, and you just kind of can't do anything about it. Like, cause if you try to defend her, then, She's gonna get killed. So not only has she gotten killed, raped, but she, now she's dead, and then and you're probably dead. And if you have kids in there, then you know you just kind of don't know what's gonna happen. So, I mean, I, I can just imagine how helpless you know that feeling is, just kind of lying there and, and not doing anything. And the thing too is, he would lie to them and say, "I'm not here for anything. I just I just want to kind of, I just need money. You know, where's your money?" And he would go into to get money, but he didn't need any of that stuff because there was a lot of valuables, high valuable items like you know expensive jewelry that just wasn't taken because that's not what he was there for like he was there to to terrorize he was there to rape women and get off he got off on that for some for some reason and that's what he did like it, it was crazy so that he went from you know raping single women that were there by themselves and then started doing couples you know to to elevate his his, his crime and and kind of gain notoriety in that way and that's when like the police started really like going on the lookout and like releasing articles about him and sketches and people that look similar, you know, composite sketches, which, 
I mean, we've looked at them and they look totally different. So I don't know how people are supposed to like, you know, really get anything from that. But I mean, it's, it's hard to, to resketch something. So people just didn't know who this guy was in this. I mean, I mean, the, that was, it was crazy. I mean, what they say, they said that one of the, I guess it was always funny to hear it. And it, I mean, that he just had like, he was very small down there. Like he was not. Well, you can't, he had a tiny penis. Yeah, that's, what, tiny the cop, like, that's yeah, what the cops would say. Like, the, yeah, yeah, small yeah. dick. And it's, it's. I mean, I, I don't know if it was cold out or, or if, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, he wasn't. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, maybe. I mean, it, it obviously that's what turned him on. So that's what he did. But I mean, he was just, yeah, it was just something that everyone pointed out. Like, and that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's 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 funny in a, in its own right, but the end of the day it's it's not but yeah that was like one of the weird details it's just kind of like what the, what the hell yeah like, they, they bring it up after they, they bring it up yeah, yeah. so but, i mean but did they say that because they got raped or did they say that just no because they would say like describe him or whatever oh, so they say oh hey yeah. he had a ski mask he did this he had gloves on so i didn't see was he hairy or whatever I wondered, I wondered, he, yeah, yeah no yeah, he had a small yeah. dick like that was after every yeah. case like they would always say not after every case but you know the police report they're to like any detail anything you could give us like you know any fucking his eyes were dark. Anything you could give us, and they're like, "Oh, he had a small dick." Like every <laughs> single one was uh, that was like their thing, you know. Small and rapist. yeah, yeah, and that 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 was that was kind of weird, or that was kind of like one of those things where you just didn't take you back a little bit when you heard that. I was like, "That's are they making jokes or you know?" I, I, was, I listened to another podcast, and they said that was just um, what's it called, the false flag, just to kind of rile him up, kind of thing. So uh, could, yeah. Um, What's it called? To kind of get him off his game. Probably, yeah, right? yeah. I I don't remember the name of that podcast. It wasn't very good, so I don't want to even say it. But it, it was interesting because they did their own ten part, but it was like an hour long, um, about like the history, the leading up to it, and then the the post. You know, after it had already been solved or whatever, and it was just different because it had a lot of little details. You know, stuff like that where like in case file they don't talk about it being a false flag, mm-hmm. but that's after the fact. So I found that out. I was like, oh, that's. You know that's pretty interesting. I thought that I thought he had a small dick, but I guess he was average. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, we'll never know because we. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care to investigate. Uh, yeah, I, that's where my investigation Nor stops. My question be asked to. It was just funny because they would uh, they would bring it up after like oh yeah like how would you describe him and you know they would say it or whatever. Yeah, and another thing that they would describe a lot of the time, and it makes sense later on, and that's kind of like a kind of like a piece of the puzzle that. I feel like the investigators could have looked into more. I mean, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't want to play Monday morning quarterback and criticize people for not doing their job a certain way. But a lot of the victims said he had like a weird smell to him. Like it was like a, people thought he was sick. Like, like maybe he had like some type of disease or it was like a very, you know, like a pungent acidic kind of smell. And it, it you know, it wasn't just bad order in, in itself. It was like, like it was something weird, like a weird smell. So, I mean, it comes up later, but, I mean, they just didn't know what it was. So they just, I mean, they kind of just thought that he was he just had bad order. I mean, uh, and one of the things too that kind of this guy, why he was kind of like smart, or I saw that he was intelligent and all the wrong reasons, but like he knew to mislead police. Like there was a lot of misleads that he kind of like he knew. Like he knows that police listen to what the victims have to say. You know, certain clues of. of of what happened in the attack and and then they just you know do searches on that so like on one of the attacks for example he said that i mean one of the victims said that he had like a a european accent so now they're looking at you know now now the 
the police are like on this wild goose chase trying to find your, you know, let's see what, what Europeans live in the area. Like let's, let's, let's search them. And then maybe they're the possibilities that kind of like, you know, deterring them from himself, you know, and one time they said he had like a Mexican accent. And then another victim said he had like a stutter, like things like that, that every victim would pick up individually. Like if, if, if you heard this guy come in, like you would pick up a stutter or you would pick up a European or Mexican accent. So, why didn't that come up more frequent? But it was more like that would come up in one case and it wouldn't come up in any of the other ones. I mean, he would he walked with a limp in, in one of them and, and that threw people off on that. I mean, he was just, I mean, where, as a policeman, where do you even go like with that? And How do you he, narrow it down? Like, yeah. where, like what, what do you know is legit, a legit clue and what's not? I mean, this guy was smart. And then, I mean, he like, I mean, he's, he told one of the victims like, oh, you know, you better not tell the police that I have a white van parked outside. Like, then why would you say it? Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, you probably didn't even drive a white van. But now the police are looking for people with white vans. Like, you know, he knew what he was doing. And then there's like another, you know, there's a bunch of different things they did that kind of, you know. And then also more misleads. Like, he told one victim that he had seen her at like a junior prom, you know. But then they found out that the victim had a photo of her and her boyfriend like at a prom in her room. So maybe that's where he picked that up. But now they're looking at, oh, well, if he saw her at a junior prom, then he must be in, like, the high school range. And they at the time, they're like, he's from 18 to 30. That's a that's a wide net. Like, that's a lot of people. So now they're looking at people in high school or people that just recently graduated and things like that. Told another victim, I saw you at a uh, – when I saw you at the Marine Ball, I knew I had to have you. So now they're thinking, well, he's military. Like, he's, he's he must have seen this victim there. I mean, the, the lady did come from a military family, but that's him just doing – or, or he, she was married to someone in the military, but that's just him doing his research and finding out. So now, now police are doing that. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, then in one of them, he said he was kind of like, it seemed like he was acting like he was, he was fake shivering and, and seemed like a drug addict. So now, you know, that's another mislead. Another one, he's in one of the first attacks, he, He's looking for medicine, and he tells the victim, like, oh, where, where does the doctor keep his drugs? So now they're looking at all the doctor's patients. So it's like, you know, this there was just so much shit. Like, another one said, you know, the voice sounded feminine. Another one said it was high-pitched. I mean, where do you even go with all this stuff? You know what I mean? Like, there's just, there's just like, what, what do you, where do you look? Like, I mean, if I'm a police officer, if I'm an investigator, I'm fucking lost, like, you just, I guess the only thing you do is say, okay, I'm going to do the opposite. You know, whatever he's saying, like all these misleads that he's saying, let's look at the complete opposite. And that's the only, like, we can only rule, I mean, you know, maybe one of those is a fact. But then at the time, they still think they're all separate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're not so working together. Like you can't even think, do the opposite because, you know, you have some people going this way, some people going that way, and not even knowing that all, everything's linked together. And the thing is, he do like one here. Two over there, three over here, four over there. So it's not in yeah. order. You know, it's not like he did three here, three there. It's, so it's yeah. all over the place. And then he's driving up and down. He starts driving up and down um, California. And then, you know, he's hitting everything. You know, once you start seeing it, you, once you start getting a little deeper into it, later on in the episode, you, they start working together. They start connecting the dots and all that good stuff. You start seeing all kind of um, his habits kind of too. You know, he, even though he's so fucking, I, I hate to yeah. use the word great, but so he's so good at this. But it's evil. Human, humans are creatures of habit. The creatures of habit. You start seeing his patterns, like they're cul-de-sacs, you know. The, but the one with the 
how do you say it? like with the one with the back to the alley is like the one that's going to mm-hmm. get hit so they start kind of they're not guessing but they're kind of like all right we they're getting better too you know you got to give some credit to the cops they started kind of like doing their own thing you know they i think they put in the newspaper you no know? like there was a reward or whatever just to like kind of pump it up get people yeah. now they're doing their job kind of thing like now they're fucking letting the people know you got to be prepared it's i mean yeah, and at that time, you know, Home Depots and all these places were selling out of, like, locks, and there was, like, I mean, and just that, that vicinity in that area, and that, that radius there, I mean, all the Home Depots were out of, uh, or, you know, out of deadbolt locks, and, and security companies were, like, offering discounts to, to you know, secure your house and stuff, and, and it was just, you'd have to drive out a few miles out just to try to get these deadbolts that you needed in your house, and to find out that they, they, they didn't do anything, because this guy... One thing that he would do is he would he would plan ahead of the time. So he would actually go in your house first I mean, before he even attacked you. And he'd already lay out strips of cloth, you know, under your bed. I mean, so imagine that. Like, there's already... If you really searched, you would find out if you were being, you know, one of the victims. And so he would just lay out these strips of cloth. And, and when he showed up, and that, that stuff was already ready to go. And other things he would do is, like, even if you had a gun under your pillow, like... When you know a lot of victims that or people that end up not being victims notice that like there was no bullets in their guns, like who the fuck took the bullets out of the gun? Like this guy went into your house, took the bullets out of your gun, lined them up under your bed in a nice little line, and then didn't do anything and waited a few weeks or days or whatever it was, and then showed up again, and then he was ready to go, like he knew the house and, and you know where you were vulnerable in the middle of the night. I mean, most of the time they were in the, like th- two to 4 AM in the morning. So, I mean, he would just show up and he already knew what he had to do and, and he would do it. And I mean, it was, it's just crazy to think that this guy was just so ballsy like that, but he was prepared. I mean, he would show up before and, and fucking terrorize people. It was, it was crazy. Um, one thing that we did talk about that we met, I mean, there was like certain clues that things that he would say a lot of the time, like, you know, he would, he would mention, uh, you know, mommy doesn't like this when she hears this in the news. And then she would say like, Oh, you know, I fucking hate you, Bonnie, or I hate you, Bonnie or whatever. And, and, you know, you didn't know if it was Bonnie or mommy. And later on you find out and we won't get to that yet, but you find out what that meant or could have meant. But like it was, he has like these, you know, mental illnesses. I, I feel like, like he, he was just like psychologically not there. Like he was, there was shit going on in his life and, and he was like, you know, kind of like fighting these demons within himself. I, I feel because like, even at the end when he does get caught, like when they catch this guy, he's like, Oh, I lived a good life. Like I pushed this guy out. I pushed him out. Like, w- what does that mean? Like, you know, a lot of serial killers like Ted Bundy or whatever, they mention that there's like someone else within them, like controlling, like, you know, maybe it's an excuse and maybe it's just a cop out to, so that they don't feel guilty for all the shit they did, or maybe to get some leniency or whatever it is. But I noticed that a lot of them say that. I don't know if it's a demonic presence. The, the evil, they, a few have mentioned it as the evil. I had that evil yeah. inside me. Yeah. And then that's what he said. He said, I lived a good life and I pushed him out. I mean, this is when he got caught, but it's like, I mean, he was, I feel like he was fighting something. He would talk to himself. Like a lot of times, like there was an attack where he was like talking to himself. And, and that's why when we were kind of discussing and we thought, Hey, like maybe there's two people. Like I told you, I I feel like there's a second person in there. And you're like, no, that's, that's crazy. I I don't know about that one. And maybe it was just him talking. Cause he did talk to someone when he was attacking, but maybe it was just himself. 
But there was an interesting part that I remember that, and we'll discuss that too, but there was a part where he, it, it, there was actually a second person. When somebody knocked on the window? Yeah, yeah, so when someone, he was in there doing his thing and someone tapped on the window like to alert him like, hey, it's time to go during one of his attacks. And then, the, you know, a, a little while after, then the, the, she honks the horn or whoever it is, I mean, honks the horn. And then he, he just takes off abruptly. So, I mean, there had to be someone else. At that one specific... At but, that one specific yeah. one. Whether that was a copycat person that, that had nothing to do with him or if it was him and he had an accomplice. Or maybe he convinced whoever the hell he was with that, oh, you know, I just got to pick something up from this house. You know, I know these people. And then, she, you know, whoever was there was kind of like, hey, like, you got to go. Like, I don't know. But, you know, so... In that specific one, but there was only one. Yeah, where that happened, Maybe where he did it to mix it up. That, that, that's one of those things that could throw another miss, throw a curveball, to fucking throw him off the lead. But dude, that's I'm, crazy. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that podcast or whatever the case file. But fuck, yeah, I know, man. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and speaking of like mental illness too, it's not even with like the suspects himself. But what I found out is like after about the twenty fifth victim got attacked. You know, police had to like, you know, kind of comb through victims or potential victims or suspected victims because there was false reports of rape. Like, that's weird. Like women, some women would report that they got raped. And when the police showed up and started questioning them and and it just didn't make sense. And, you know, they didn't corroborate on the story and they just kind of like swayed away. And and then the, the women would admit like, oh, no, I just made it up. Like, did they really make it up or did they just feel embarrassed? And they're just like, you know what? I don't want to have to, you know, give the police all this information about my personal, you know, what people are going to know. Yeah. yeah, What just happened to me. Then now they're going to know my name, you know, because there's a long list. But there was a lot of women that, you know, a few women that that said, oh, no, I was just I was just lying. And it's like, you know, why? I mean, uh, to me, I just thought, like, why would you lie about something like that? You know, I mean, maybe it's the same reason why people would follow, follow Charles Manson or whoever. Like, it's just this weird, innate feeling to like, I don't know, like to I, belong, be a part be, of something. Yeah, I knew, I knew a girl. Kind of going back to the Richard Ramirez thing, you know, you're kind of saying that stuff. But there was a girl that I knew that would always write to Richard Ramirez while he was in jail recently, maybe like five, ten years ago. I don't remember exactly when, but she kept writing to him to try to be like a pen pal. And I believe he started writing back to her. So as far as like what she would tell him or any of that, I don't know. But the fact that, I mean, that that was actually... No, they have fans. Like Ted Bundy had hundreds of yeah. people sending him letters. Like people are fascinated by this, but they're still like... Yeah, and I mean, that they're going back and forth. And it was like, like, why? You know, like, but yeah, like you said, it's fans. But at the same time, it's like you start thinking like, in a way, like you're kind of crazy like these. <laughs> like to even, I don't know. Yeah, you, you think that that's safe, you know? Yeah, or, or yeah. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no reason for it. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to to want to associate yourself with something so sadistic. Know, so sadistic. I mean, maybe some people are into that too. I don't uh, know. Yeah, you know, kind of like how we are into talking about it, listening yeah. to it. Maybe they just go a little further than that. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little too much for me. <laughs> So, yes, I mean, so that happened, I mean, when he was, so we were at where they were, um, so then he started attacking when males were present uh, with, you know, everything he was doing with the cups and everything. And then, um, 
then he he shot at a kid like he actually shot at someone that but it it seemed like the the dad and the son kind of like saw him prowling looking at at someone's house and they chased him down and and the guy ran and he was a, it was an athletic um the the suspect was very athletic you know very fit he was about 59 to 511 somewhere in that range and he would just jump fences like crazy so they were just like chasing him down and and when the the kid actually jumped over, he shot the guy. You know, he shot him in the stomach, and he didn't kill him, but he was badly wounded, and and he survived and everything. But now it was a whole different level. Like this guy's ready to shoot. He's strapped, and he's ready to. You know, if if he feels like he's cornered, he'll shoot. He'll he'll co- kill a policeman if he has to. I mean, he's at that point. You know, you've already he got shot enough, a kid. Yeah, he shot a kid. You've already got enough crimes under your belt where you're going to jail for a long time anyway. So what's shooting? You know, what's a murder? Or whatever, you know. Now he's got an, you know, uh, attempted murder, and then he, you know, he went on to start like, you know, actually killing people, um, and that was that was pretty crazy. But um, I remember, so going talking about like what we kind of like theories we had, you know, what, what, before we dive, you know, kind of say what actually did happen. Um, I mean, some theories that we did have, you know, obviously the the real estate person and someone that had access to multiple cars because there was like, you would see a bunch of different cars. Like someone would point out like, oh, there was like a silver car or like a green car or a yellow car. Or there was just a bunch of different cars that, you know, obviously someone doesn't have access to all those cars. So we started looking at that too. So, I mean, I remember when we were talking about it, like I said, like, dude, this guy's just fucking ahead of it. Like this guy just kind of knows too much. He's too good. Like most of the time, these, like these cases are, are pretty you know, cut and dry, like, you know, it's, they're, they're pretty easy to figure out, like, the majority of these cases, you know, they look at, you know, the victim that someone passed away, you know, someone that was murdered, and you see, like, oh, did this person have any, like, you know, rifts with other people, and then you kind of slowly tie it together, and you find out that it was, like, this ex-co-worker or a family member. partner. Yeah, that, that felt like they got, you know, shaded out of some money, and, yeah, so that, that happened a lot, um, where was I going with that? Um, fuck. Let's put me back on the track. Like Where the, the fuck the, was I going with that? that we were looking. Oh, yeah. So, so, we were so poli- yeah. So we were kind of like, dude, like this, you can't be this good. Like there, there's something going on. And I remember telling you like, dude, this guy is a fucking, I feel like I strongly feel that this guy either has ties in law enforcement or he's law enforcement himself because he's just too good. Like, he just knows too much. And then when we started discussing that, there was a few cases or a few incidents that happened that we were like, like, these three or four things kind of like, that cemented our position, like, to say, like, no, like, how the hell does this guy know this? And the first one is that 7-Eleven. That 7-Eleven was like, that, not the nail in the coffin, but that was like putting the nail, you're going to start hammering, for me at least, on law enforcement. Yeah, so, I mean, that one was crazy. I mean, so uh, a liquor store owner, 7-Eleven liquor store owner, tells the police, like, there's this guy that keeps coming in. That comes in regularly. He's a regular customer, comes in, um, and he always goes to the back and looks at, like, the nude magazines, you know, and he just kind of, like, stays in there for a bit, and then he takes off. So, you know, he had already seen some of the composite sketches and kind of what this person looked like or his high end description. And so he called the cops and said, hey, like, this guy's here. So the cops, you know, two-man team went out and staked it out. One of them stayed in the car. 
uh, kind of outside, you know, outside of the 7-Eleven because there's really only like one point of entry and exit. So, you, you know, you don't really need a whole squat. And then another one was inside like a warehouse in, or not a warehouse, but one of the room storage rooms inside of the 7-Eleven kind of just like, you know, ready to rock and roll when, when shit went down or when they were ready to kind of arrest this guy. And they were in there and, and the guy, the officer that was inside, they were supposed to dress up as civilians, but this guy had his cop uniform on. And then on top of that, he had civilian uniform, but his cop uniform was like visible. Um, so he would pop in and out of wherever he was at the storage room. He would pop out, kind of like walk around the store and then pop back into the storage room and hide a bit. And then he would just do that once in a while. And then the, uh, the 7-Eleven owner got a phone call and it was sure enough, it was the East Area Rapist and he calls him and he says, let me talk to the policeman in the back. And he's kind of like, what the hell? Like, how does, how does he know that there's a policeman in the back? And he's like, I know there's a pig in there. You know, let me talk to the policeman. And when he got the police guy on the phone, the police officer, you know, the, the, the suspect just like laughed or just chuckled and, and then just hung up. So it's like, that was one of the things like how... How does this guy know, know that? You know, and yeah. and an interesting fact after that, I mean, you say, oh, how do you know that was actually him? Is that he that suspect or that person never showed up to the Seven Eleven again after that? So that was the guy. I mean, why they, they don't were have so close? Why they don't have cameras is fucking yeah. beyond me. Maybe on the seventies. Yeah, it's the seventies. So this happened advanced. like in the seventies, from seventy six to about eighty four, eighty you know eighty six last attack, and um, so that. That's that's maybe one of the reasons why they, you know they didn't have they didn't have cameras, but that was one of those like dude so close and it was a legit lead, and they just didn't fucking you know they didn't execute or not that they didn't execute, but it was just that you know he knew he knew something, so that was one of the uh, one of the connections there, and another one that I I, I saw another like connection that kind of like kind of hinted me towards that is that. This guy would take off his gloves, you know, during some of the attacks. He would he would attack the women and and he would take off his gloves and and do what he had to do, uh, you know, do what he was there to do and terrorize. And but then as soon as like police technology advanced to the fact where they can actually pull off fingerprints off of human skin, he never took off his gloves again. So either he was like you know very informed on on technology and law enforcement practices. But I would imagine that law enforcement gets that news before the public does. You know, so if you're working law enforcement, they're like, hey, this is this new technology that, you know, the public doesn't know about. So, you know, let's keep it on the, under wraps. Obviously, I mean, it's to your advantage. And you know, he just never took his gloves off again. So it's kind of like, you know, that's another thing where you just kind of, mm, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense. Um, so that, that was another one. Then uh, what else? There was a, there's one, um, let's see here. I have some notes here that I wrote down, so I'm just kind of like looking through them real quick. No, I could chime in so you get a little breather. Um, but just, you know, in general, there was a few, you know, people started doing like patrol, like walking around or whatever. And, you know, there was a, I think there was one instance, like not a big one, where they saw like this random cop, you know, cops were walking around in twos or even because they knew he was armed. They knew he was ready to shoot. So they would walk around like in in sets of two, and they uh, a few cops saw this guy walking around by himself, you know, just like a random guy, like hey, you know, like everybody's walking in twos or threes, you know, civilians are like the neighborhood watch kind of thing. They're walking around twos and threes, and everybody's like, "There's this guy just walking by himself," and then there was still rapes going on. So like this guy, I saw this guy. This is what he looked like. So he, 
what I told you at the time was like he was probably in his cop uniform still fucking, I guess, hunting, you know, like yeah. he was still staking out places and he could get away with it just because he had that cop uniform. So if you were to see him, it was a legit uniform. He could bring out his badge and be like, oh, you know, head home or whatever. And it was just, you know, obviously in retrospect, we were probably right about that, too. But it's not confirmed, but it was just one of those things where I was like, dude, this is big because there was a few people that mentioned that they saw him by saw a person by himself. And it was just odd to see anybody out at two in the morning, cop or not. It, nobody was out by themselves. Yeah. And then like the the other big police connection that kind of like that, that made me think it was him is there was a there. So there was an incident where um, where two citizens uh, near each other, they reported to police that it seemed like someone broke into their house. So like two different citizens said, hey, you know, it seems like someone broke into our house. And in one of them, the man said, you know, his gun had been moved and unloaded. So he notified the police and said, hey, like, you know, there's some of these signs. Like, my gun was loaded and ready to, you know, under my bed or under my pillow. And when I check it, like, it's not there anymore. Like, my gun has been moved. My, my, the, the bullets are under the bed or whatever. So they notify the police, like, hey, like, be on the lookout. I mean, if I'm a policeman and I hear that, I'm like, let's stake out that house for sure. Like, because this guy's going to eventually attack. If, if he's already done that, you know, then why not? That's his M.O.? Yeah, that's his M.O. It ties perfectly. Let's, let's put a police car, an undercover police car there every single night until he does attack and then we'll fucking get this guy, you know? And then the other person, the other citizen uh, nearby uh, said that she noticed, like, things were moved around in her house. And then when the cops investigated it, they saw some, like, footprints with the zigzags that he had on his shoes. You know, they they, they said that the, the, the criminal had the zigzag pattern on his shoes so they saw that um and then they saw cigarette butts in the backyard where the suspect could like have a clear view of the victim and actually like see what they were doing and kind of like write down a schedule or something but he had a clear view there were cigarette butts right there which is a random Thank you know you. who the who's who's smoking cigarette butts in the in the bushes unless you're not unless you're hiding from your wife that you're smoking yeah. <laughs> you know so the police were like, you know, we're ready. Like, we've got two potential victims that we know we can stake out and and catch this guy. And he never attacked those two properties. Like, he must have been, you know, he must have known something. That's what I was like, dude, like, only a police officer would know that, you know. So, or one, or if it was like the wife's husband that did it, then he would know like, oh shit, like, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so, but it was kind of like, he just picked that, like, he did an attack and he knew that that he would knew be... too much he knew too much he was too smart did he ever pull evidence on himself like, that's what show people like hey I, this is what this guy did check this out oh, we don't know him. yet we don't know yet just because uh, i mean it's still like i don't even think he's gone to trial yet right no no as oh. of right now yeah yeah as of right, he wasn't well i mean not to jump ahead or whatever yeah but we'll get to it right we'll get to yeah it. We'll, we'll get we'll there we'll go back no no you're good you're good you're good no no i don't want to jump ahead because we you know, the whole timeline, it's just, dude, there's so many cases, just, there's so just, many... It just makes you start asking questions. Yeah, like, definitely. You're thinking in your head, like, man, you know, what could have happened, or what's going through this person's head, or, you know, how is he doing, you know, what is he doing in the, his head? And I can just imagine how scared, you know, you would be. I remember... I don't know if you watched that show, but I know I did. It was like America's Most Wanted. Oh, yeah, dude. I, see, that's what I mean. Even as a kid, I would watch that shit. Saturday night. Yeah, that, guy's, that guy's kid yeah. got raped and like, 
uh, chopped in pieces. Or yeah. Like that. What the yeah. Fuck? yeah. So that was his motivation to start doing that. And until this day, he's still do, doing. Oh shit! Kind of Bill like Walsh. That. I want to Bill see what's Walsh, on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he did, did. He did America's Most Wanted and caught a ton of people. He's caught so that. many people. And he's still going. I mean, he has. I think he has a show like on A and E or ID. But he's still doing that same thing, just trying to get people to. You see that that's where like intelligence could be used like in a good way, and this guy used it in a bad way. Like people, humans are smart, you know, and it's just like people, some people use it for evil, and some people use it for good, and that's and that's good. But I I used to remember watching those shows and and seeing like it was some guy like in fucking New York or whatever. Like it wasn't even anywhere near us, and I was they would they would show everything that he did, and all oh, this guy's one of America's. 10 top most wanted $50,000 reward and I couldn't even fucking sleep that night like I was like looking out my window like I swore I saw this guy like you know what I mean like I was just scared out there I'd be like dude like you know this guy's still out there like shit like I'm scared shitless imagine if like you know they're saying like oh this guy has attacked an Almani says he's gonna continue attacking Almani and he's still out there like dude how do you even sleep how do you let's say put yourself in that scenario you work nights or whatever. You got to leave your wife at home oh. with your kids. Like, what the fuck? Like, now you got to change your livelihood. Now you're over here calling. Your your in-laws are sleeping with, you know, at your house. Like, it's just, it changes everything, the whole city. And, I mean, it's not just one city. It was yeah. up and down the coast. Like, everybody was fucking scared. Fresno, down here. I mean, we get there. He's He moves down south slowly. You know, he's just mm-hmm. progressing, progressing, going a little further down each time. And, I mean... To sidetrack real quick, do you remember that guy, the the railroad killer, like in the nineties on America's Most Wanted? I, that guy would I come to Texas to California, and it was like it was big time. Because I remember I'd see it every Saturday, dude. It was fuck. He's on another podcast, the Dead Man Talking, because they have an interview with him. That's a, completely dude. Check that shit out too. But you know, going back to America's Most Wanted, like I saw that then, fucking what twenty years ago. And I still remember, you know, how like this is scary because he was going killing people in California, Arizona, Texas, and they knew he was on the railroad. And I mean, but going back to this, like, how how do you live? You know, how, what are you are you calling every three hours? Hey, are you home? Are everything okay? Like, what what do you do? And one thing, you know, obviously nowadays, you know, with DNA and all this shit, like those cigarette butts, you know, they could just get his saliva. But that's, you know, I've talked to people and they're like, why didn't they just get it? They didn't have that. The, you know, you got to appreciate technology. The rape kids didn't. Was Am I correct in saying that somebody that got raped was the one that started like the whole rape kid thing? Um, I believe so, but I don't want to like no, I, I, that. But I believe it, it was. Because they had like a rape kid. Something at the time that was very, 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 very basic. Yeah. And then they kind of like. A victim was like, dude, dude, there should be something better. Because I feel like it, it started at like that. That technology started evolving during this. I mean, not saying that it evolved because of this, but during this time period, I remember at the beginning of it, like they didn't have that. Like when it first started, like in 1976, like I didn't, I didn't hear anything about no, rape no. kits. And then, like as soon as it hit like 1977, 78, like there was like rape kits, and they would advise people not to like wash themselves off. Like some of the early victims, like after getting raped like that. What's your first instinct? I mean, to take a shower. I mean, you want to wash yourself out of even all if it's that psychologically. Filth. Yeah, yeah. You're just. I mean, you, you. I mean, you didn't. You knew that there wasn't like any DNA that technology that could be tracked now. But you know, these things last for for years. You know, like the the DNA that that gets stored in 1977 can last like 20, 30 years. It's crazy. So 
it was smart on their their part to go ahead and store this stuff because they knew like you, although we don't have the technology now one day we may and i think that you know people started getting knowledgeable about that and then that's that's when they started doing more like swabs and stuff but even then they only had like you know a few pieces of dna of this guy like it wasn't it wasn't like they had 50 cases worth of rape kit dna you know of this guy there was maybe like 3 and it was just a luck chance that like you know the the detective that ended up solving the case um Paul Holes he figured out that like oh like there's this you know let's let's try running this DNA and see if we pick something up and sure enough they they you know there was trace evidence and they you know they were able to map out like a DNA profile of this suspect and that that's it once you have that you know you have your markers and stuff and you just that's cemented like that's not going to dissolve that's not going to go away and now it's just a matter of like cross checking whoever your potential suspects are you know, reaching out to them and saying, hey, let me test your DNA so we can mark you off the list and we're not going to be bothering you anymore. Like, you can just take yourself completely off because DNA is, you know, 100% there. Yeah. It's not like blood types and things like that. It's like it's like a fingerprint, you know? So, I mean, so yeah, so that, that, that's something that was good that they had and that's what eventually led to them catching this guy. So, I mean, after these rapes, this guy ended up, like, murdering a few people. I think he murdered, what, like, eight people? I believe so. Down so, down here in SoCal. Yeah. So, he went from up north in the San Jose, uh, Rancho Cordova area, uh, Carmichael, up north, uh, San Jose. Uh, then he, he went down all the way to, like, Galeta, which is right next to Santa Barbara. Um, and then after that, he traced, he tracked down to, like, I want to say, like, Irvine and he attacked like in Irvine he killed someone in Irvine that was like his last attack so he spaced it out like I mean he started killing people like in 79 and then like his last kill was like in 86 and then they didn't hear about him but or as far as like crimes that they know of that they could link to him that they could link to him but uh that, that tied the MO and things like that um obviously with DNA they can test that now for any open cases that are out there and tie them to different things that are unsolved which is cool uh, to kind of like put wraps on that so you're not wasting resources. Um, but that was like the last attack in 86, which was down in Irvine. So like he passed through, like, you know, through Goleta, which is like two hours up north to, um, or like west, northwest. And then he, he passed through here and went to like Orange County and then Irvine. Like, so he didn't attack in LA or anything, but like he was. He, he just, attacked in Riverside. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Riverside, Riverside. So like he swole, he swept right through just like they thought he would, and he started like killing people. I don't remember much of the details about like the people he killed or how he got there. If, if you kind of, um, I I do, and some things like going back. I don't want to jump in because you know you were on a roll, mm-hmm. but they actually talked to um, I forget the serial killer's name, but it was a serial killer. Uh, a psychologist, a female psychologist, went to this uh, prisoner and told him like, "Look, this is what we have." Give me something like what's gonna happen? And like he just looked at the cases, looked at he's progressing right, and the serial killer said, "This guy's gonna kill somebody." Like there's no doubt about it. Like he's gonna kill. Like look where he started. Look what he's doing. He's gonna kill. And sure enough, like remember? I don't know if you remember, um, but yeah, yeah, we talked about it. I think on Facebook. But so they ended up being right. He ended up being right about that. Oh shit! And so once he got down here. He was, you know, there was a couple breaks a few times, and we're trying to piece together that too, because there was, I'm sure there was other rapes or whatever, but they didn't match his MO. So even, you know, obviously this is all retrospect. This isn't the stuff we talked about before it got solved. But 
I started thinking, you know, after the fact, did he change his MO to throw people off? You know, we were so zoned in on what he was doing. He's been doing this. It's him. Did he change his MO without us catching on? And obviously nobody's caught on because it's not on any of these podcasts, not nothing like that. I mean, now with his DNA, like you said, maybe there'll be some more crimes attached to him. Maybe he didn't take a break. It was just a change of his patterns, change of his MO. People always ask me real quick, what is MO? You say that a lot. Modus it's modus operandi. modus operandi. Like it, just throw it out there. People always say, what is that? Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what it stands for. And so it when just he, means your method of operation. Yeah. 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 Pattern. And so when he got down here, he was violent, you know? So maybe he took some time off and maybe, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, Reddit fucking forums, they hy- hypothesize that he fucking probably killed a few animals, you know? So there was no crimes, you know, because if you see like a dead cat, you probably think, oh, fuck, somebody killed a cat. I don't know the cops at the time, you know, maybe they see a co- uh, cat hanging a dead dog. Maybe they don't piece it together and say, hey, there's this weirdo killing animals, you know, especially if he's moving up and down the state. But that's what a lot of people, you know, are hypothesizing. Like, he probably didn't know what to do next. You know, he already raped. He already did whatever. He shot a kid. But he's like, am I ready to kill kind of thing? So he might have. This is just, you know, me. I didn't even believe this. But, you know, I I could see it maybe. You know, I could kind of go that way. Because a lot of other serial killers start killing animals as kids or whatever. And then they grow up and start killing humans. So it makes sense, you know, as far as serial killers. So they said that. You know, he might have killed animals for a while. And then when he got down here, he was violent. Like, he was... And a lot of his rapes, like, he would tell him, like, just go along with it. Like, it'll be over fast. You know, like, let me just do my thing. You know, I'm here for fucking whatever I'm here for. Um, And then when he got down here, it was very violent. Like, there was a lot of, like, blood, a lot of... A lot of anger in his method of just the rape of the murders. And, you know, it's one of those things like he evolved. And now, especially now that we know that it was him, that it was that person, it, not that it makes sense, but it, it, his trajectory is in line to what he did. And I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, I, I, I remember I asked you, but a lot of people, once he got caught, I, I followed this very, not like everyday kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I would look into it every few weeks and I'd be like, oh shit, like so-and-so, whatever. Paul Holmes said this last week. Oh, so-and-so, um... Rest in peace, McNamara, Pat Oswalt's wife. She oh, wrote a yeah. book. Like it got big. That brought a lot of attention. And she coined the whole Golden State Killer. That was all her. Because you know, a lot of people knew him as Ears, you know, the East Area Rapist. And a lot of people knew him as the original Night Stalker, the Ons. So there was no like link. And so she was the one that coined the whole Golden State Killer. So if you look him up, he'll be known as the Golden State Killer. And so when when all this attention like it's 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 weird that so many people were disappointed. Like, oh, I can't believe they caught him. Like, there there goes the thrill of the chase. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, these people finally get closure. These people could finally, you know, put a face to the, you know, a lot of them in case file, they talk to a few of the victims. They're like, I just want to see him in court, like knowing you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. These people finally get that relief, you know, like he's never going to hurt anybody again. And people like you and I are disappointed that he's caught. Because they want the thrill of the chase. They want to be like, oh, I think it's this guy. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I asked you, like, what do you think about that? And you felt the same way I did. I was happy that they <laughs> caught the motherfucker. You know, I was like, dude, finally. Like, you know, now you, know, you could kind of like, now this guy's off the map. And I, I saw that a lot, especially on Reddit. Like, because a lot of people like spend a lot of their time looking up these people and kind of following the case. Like, I would check in like two, two, three times a week on like pro boards forum for Golden State Killer and then 
Reddit as well. I subscribe to like that subreddit. And I would check in like, you know, two, three times a week during my, my lunch break or during work hours and just kind of like read up on some new stuff that came out. You know, people with their own suspects and things like that or whatever's going on. But I, I saw that a lot where people were like, now what do I do? It's like, what, what, what do you mean, what do you do? Yeah. Like, well, a, your, your binge watch. It's like, it's like you know how you many... You know how many unsolved serial killers are out there? Like, jump on a new one. Like, you know, if there's a lot of people that are web sleuths. Like, that, that's what they do. They like to, like, research things. And, and, and some of them catch people, or I guess. But it's like, dude, look up the Zodiac Killer now. No one's caught him. Like, figure that out or whatever. Like, I mean, this one just had so much information, so much depth of, like, cases, like, that you could read through that was just kind of like you could start trying to pick up some stuff. But, like, the Zodiac Killer was, like, you know, not that many. But there's other serial killers you can jump to if that's your thing. I mean, you know, just try to figure out. But I, I I never felt like, you know, trying to solve a case like I did with this one. Like, I was actually like... And I remember one time right here at the Almani's freaking Food for Less before they caught this guy. Like, literally, like, maybe like... A, I want to say like a month or two weeks before they caught this guy. Like, just my own dumbass mind working, like... I was like, dude, this guy fits the description. Yeah. <laughs> like, why the hell would he be in Almani? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but like, he was just out of place. Like, it, I mean, Almani's like primarily like Mexican American people. Like, and there was this like Caucasian male guy, blonde hair, just walking around, kind of looked lost, just shopping for stuff. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, this guy looks out of place, right? And no, no lie, he looked like some of the fucking sketches like that I saw. So I was kind of like, dude, this. And I remember, like, walking through the, like, aisles and then, like, purposely walking through the aisle that he was in just to get a better glimpse. And he kind of looked, like, a little shady, you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, it was just, and then, you know, I was just, you know, it was just my imagination running and, and you know, trying to, like, piece shit together. But then, I mean, obviously it wasn't him because he was nowhere near yeah, Almani. Yeah. But I remember when you told me that they caught the guy, I was, like, at work and, like, you tagged me on some shit. And I was like, dude, what the f- like when you when you said oh they they caught the guy I was like I was just literally listening to a podcast a different podcast about this guy on the way into work that morning when you and 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 it was funny because like two like the day before or two days before one of the people that were on there was like a ex like a victim that was like recalling the, her attacks and she said that she feels like they're gonna catch this guy soon. Like, she was confident in that, like, with the technology, I think, I says, his days are numbered. And I feel like we're going to catch this guy soon. And then, like, literally, like, two days later, like, you fucking tagged me in Facebook. And I'm just like, what the hell? And, and you know, they, they they say how they find this guy. And, dude, that was that was insane. You know, they, they, they pull up to this guy's house. And he, he I mean, I guess they, they caught him when he was out. When he went outside of his house to do something, and like p- police just like pulled up on him and like you know guns drawn and and they told him he's under arrest and he was kind of like oh I got a meatloaf in I got a roast in the <laughs> oven uh, and they're like oh well that's gonna stay in there kind of deal and he was just kind of like oh I lived a good life like I pushed him out like going back to what we said and you know they arrested the guy and that was just the end of it and it was just like dude that's you know, his daughter was inside the house. She was probably, imagine, dude, your own father is capable of raping all these women and killing people and then still just living a normal How do you continue yeah. with life trusting people? Like, how do you get into any relationships? 
knowing that the person you probably like look up to because I know I look up to my father like he's like my number one role model same when you find out that your father is this freaking sadistic rapist who gets off on this you know like dude like how do you even trust anyone you know and it's kind of I mean I bet you kind of blame yourself not blame yourself but you look at like how did I not see this type of deal but so his daughter was in there and and I mean, I could just imagine how crazy that was, and they locked this guy up, and and that was the end of it. But you know, that was pretty interesting. Even that, even post, there's so much, there's so many details you could go into. One, he didn't cooperate with police; like he wasn't eating, not drinking water, not saying a word. Didn't want a lawyer. Didn't want anything. Would just sit there, not sleep. They stopped giving out details, you know, just because they were like, "Fuck, how does everybody know?" You know, everybody knows everything before we even announce anything. You know. Because that day, like, it was just, like, silence, silence. Two, they started digging up the backyard, and they threw up, like, a like a canopy, you could say, like, so mm-hmm. that the cameras couldn't see it. So everybody's like, oh, fuck, does he have bodies? Like, what the fuck's going on? Um, three, they found so many of these valuables. You know, the, the stuff he took, he didn't take – he took important things to the person, you know. Like, if said, say a girlfriend, a high school girlfriend gave you a little thing that you still had 10 years later. He took those things. He didn't take the expensive jewelry. They found that shit. Uh, four, his, I think he had three daughters, right? Mm-hmm. One of them, I, I might be wrong just cause it's, you know, it's been a while since I listened two, three months, but I think one of them was like a doctor mm-hmm. and I think the yeah. other one was a lawyer and I think the other one was in university. They're all successful. So they're all successful. So it's like, you know, I don't want to say this, but he's a good dad. He's there for his children, right? Like how the fuck is this the same person? You know, you would think this is two different people. This can't be the guy. Uh, another one, what was his wife's name? Sharon, his, I believe. No, no, his first wife. His first oh, wife. Oh, he, he wasn't it Bonnie? No, he was engaged. Oh, engaged. Yeah, he was engaged to a what? He was engaged to a woman named Bonnie. Which, going back to what we mentioned before, when he said, you know, fuck you, Bonnie, or I hate you, Bonnie. So he was engaged to a woman named Bonnie, and she broke off the engagement around the time of these, you know, some of the earlier crimes, and so he didn't. He didn't end up marrying this woman, and and then a few years later, he married his wife, who he had his three kids with, but. You know, he had mentioned Bonnie. So, I mean, it kind of, I mean, did he mention, did he mean, you know, mommy doesn't like this when she sees this on TV? Or is it Bonnie doesn't like this when she sees it? It was kind of something that a lot of people on Reddit that were like, you know, speculating against and saying, oh, no, he meant mommy or he meant Bonnie. And and they just didn't kind of know. And you know what was interesting that I looked up? Like, I was looking at all the attacks and all the dates and stuff like that. And... Two of the attacks that happened on the same date, like different years, but the same date, it was like a significant date in his life. It was one of the, it was, I think it was his wedding anniversary. It's like two, two crimes that he did were on that, on his anniversary day. Like, that's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. You should be with your wife celebrating. You with, yeah, maybe you sneak, snuck out, you know, before and that was just how you celebrated your shit, but yeah, that was kind of crazy. Like, obviously, that's like Monday morning quarterback. But like, you look at them, and be like, oh, well, look, he attacked two times on one day. What's a significant day for you know? What's what does that mean to certain people? Like, you know, who got married on that day or who? But I mean, that that's way of a reach, you know. To yeah, like, you're just, we're just trying to like piece it yeah, together. Now, like, now but maybe like back. these pieces don't fit, but we're trying to make it the, finish the puzzle. Because as far as I know, as far as I know, um. He's not cooperating. Like, he's not telling police anything. He hasn't talked to a lawyer. So, you know, like myself, you know, I'm glad he's caught. 
but I kind of do want the pieces to fit in. You know, I want to, why did you do this? How did it start? What made you do it? Did you kill animals as a kid? You know, because a lot of the serial killers, like they say, at the end of it, you want to get caught. You want to share your story. You know, you want the glory. And this guy, so far, done none of that. You know, he's not, he doesn't want the glory. He's kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't say sad, you know, that he's caught, but he's just whatever. Like, I'm not going to cooperate. Yeah, maybe he like pushed this, this, you know, evil out of himself that he, you know, he was mentioning earlier. Uh, and he feels like, you no, know, like I'm a good person now and, and kind of deal. So he feels ashamed of, of what he did. But I never, I never saw this guy as someone that was like, like, you know, meek or weak or someone that like kind of was timid or anything. Like he looked like someone that like, like the Zodiac killer, for example. I mean, they haven't caught that guy, but I see him as someone that was like, He's just like a recluse, like someone that lives in his mom's basement kind of shit. Like, I thought they just no, they have not, no. they haven't caught him yet. But I feel like that's that's who he is. Like, like he's he's when they end up finding this guy, the Zodiac killer, if they ever do, like I feel like he's gonna be like this type of like guy that not sociable, you know, not no one even knows who he is kind of deal. Like he probably like just chilling in his basement type of type, type of thing, like. Because he was just so scared, but like this guy was more like out there and just kind of like ballsy and like he just want. I mean, at the time he wanted it seemed like he wanted the glory because he was like reaching out to police and he was telling people to put it in the newspaper and things like that. And oh, that was one thing we didn't get into when he told um, he told one victim like, "Hey, it, it was a couple." Yeah. He told the I think it was a, the female that that he raped. Like, if, if you if I see the fucking. Um, if I see this in the papers, I'm going to kill. And then he told the man in another room, you know, if I don't see this in the papers, I'm going to fucking kill. So, you know, the, the same thing, you know, he was always fucking with the police, always fucking mm-hmm. with the victims. Even after the fact, you know, years later, he would call the victims, you know, and fuck with them on the phone. Like, I'm going to come see you. And, you know, it, it's not, I hate saying the word scary, but it just, you know, like, it goosebumps, you know, when, when you hear it, you know, on, on the case file, you could hear the audio of him calling a, a victim, you know, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Dude, you're like, fuck. The actual audio. The actual yeah. audio. Oh, you're like, fuck, man. Like, imagine being that girl. Like, you already got raped and this guy's still calling you and fucking with you years well, later. Even into the 90s. I mean, like, early 90s, he would call some of his victims. I mean, he, the last murder he did was in 86 and he was in the early 90s still calling some of the victims that he attacked. And and fucking with them and telling them I'm gonna kill you and do you remember me type shit like yeah, he still was like haunting these people like he got off on that like maybe he just got too old um, where he just felt like he couldn't get in and out of places or maybe he felt like there was too much going on in his life you know with his daughters and this and that and it was just like people would know where he was at type of deal and maybe that's why he stopped but like he was still terrorized I mean he still caught I mean if you're getting a phone call like that which which brings like closure to the people. That's why I was happy that they yeah. caught this guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, I imagine if you got raped by this guy, like, you know, you probably had trouble sleeping at night, even knowing that, oh, okay, this guy's probably old or dead and he's not going to attack me. But the fact that, you know, he's out there still and calling that, and he stalked you and he's still calling. Like, how do you not know he's going to attack you? Like he still could, you know, well do something like that to you again. Uh, so, I mean, these people were like scared of him still up until then. And, you know, so now after they, they arrested this guy, uh, the way they arrested this guy was through, you know, genealogy search, kind of like the, you know, um, 
The famous one is like 23 and Me. 23 and Me and all that. Ancestry. It's one of the off brands. But but this was actually not like, this was more like a public search. Like one of the ones that you don't really pay for. You just kind of like, it's it's a public one, a GED match or something like that. It's called. So they, this guy, Paul Holes and lead investigator, he, he plugged in that information, the the DNA and, and he found like some hits, you know, but you know, when you find some hits or something that matches like a, a certain match, it doesn't mean like, oh, this is the person who did it. It's just kind of like spreads a wide net and says he's related. The, the the victim who did all this is related to this one guy that we know who he is. So then they started mapping out his family tree and they went all the way back to like, you know, grandparents in the 1800s. Like they went all the way back and they said, OK, well, let's go ahead and map this all out. Obviously, the people in the 1800s can't be the fucking killer because they're dead. You know, females, you know, they or they and then the people that didn't fit the age range, age range, they kind of, you know, weeded out. And so they had like a, a, you know, long list of still suspects. So it's not like you're getting there and you're 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 figuring it out, but you can start, you know, whittling it down. And, you know, they, they ended up getting this one guy, you know, that ended up being the killer. And they, they narrowed it down to him and he was had never been on any police like suspect list at all. Like. This guy was never seen on that. And his DNA wasn't out there anywhere. Like, you know, because, you know, like you could have your blood or your fucking um, fingerprint, fingerprint oh, not, yeah, or anything like that. There was, there was no record of him. Like, he was very, very meticulous. Like, he never left anything. He was, but yeah, he was clean. even, like, you know, as far as doctors and all that, like, his stuff wasn't out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't out there at all. And, and they were just kind of like, oh, well. And so the, this was pretty crazy when I heard it. Like, but Paul Holes, the lead investigator, he, he knew... He was like, okay, well, this it says that this may be the guy. You know, once they narrowed it down to him, and he, he had, he was about to retire, and the day before he retired, or the day he retired, one of those two, he actually drove up to this guy's house, parked in front of his house, and just kind of like scoped it out. And he said he did this to a lot of the potential victims, or potential suspects, uh, and just kind of like feel them out like feel when they walk in when they walk out how they how they go about their day and just kind of like get like a, a a vibe of this person and he was just out there and just waiting for for this guy and he said he was so close to walking up to that door and knocking on the door and asking hey you know you're on this list you know we can easily eliminate you as a suspect you know if you could just go ahead and cooperate and give us like a a DNA swabbing, you know, a cotton swab real quick, you know, we'll go back to the lab and, and it won't, it, you know, if we find out it's not you, then it's not you. You just eliminate yourself. That's it. We're done with our investigation. And he actually did that with other victims, which I thought was like crazy, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you're not, I mean, imagine how much money is spent on trying to like investigate these people. So like he had an inkling in him and he said, this is a guy, but, and he was about to go up, you know, cause I mean, this is your life's work here. I mean, you've probably done this for like 15, 30 years, you know, trying to search this guy. It's a cold case. One of the biggest cold cases. And once you're retired, maybe you're scared that like, fuck, like when they find this guy, like I'm not going to get any of the glory. No one's going to give me any of the credit because I mean, they found him after I retired. Maybe I was the problem. So I bet he was probably like, dude, I, I just need to like know if this was the guy. And good thing that he didn't go up to this door and like knock and, and tell him that. Cause Imagine if you knew you did it. You're not going to cooperate. And this guy comes up to you and knocks and says, like, oh, you're the blah, blah, blah. 
you could say, oh, yeah, yeah I'll cooperate if you wanted to. If you knew, well, I'm in a corner now because if I say no, they're going to keep investigating me anyways. But you could, you know, you could flee. You could go to another country. You can go on a killing spree. You can kill yourself. Like there's like a, a whole list of things you can do, you know, kill that guy, kill him. The, the, the investigator who showed up at your door, you can shoot him. I don't know if you're strapped, probably. You can shoot him and then just go on with your day and, and escape and leave like that. But good thing he didn't go up there because then he would have tipped off the actual person who did it, you know. And, and sure enough, um, it was the he didn't go up to his door, good thing. And, you know, once they what they did was they followed him. Like, they were following him to different stores, and it was, like, a Hobby Lobby that he went into and, like, threw away, like, a coffee cup or whatever. And I think they got it through a coffee cup or through, like, his door handle. I hear two different things. But they got his DNA off of that, and it was a, you know, 22 out of 23 markers hit, which is a match. You know, you're on it. I mean, if you're missing one marker, it's probably because of some faulty, you know, some discrepancy or whatever. But 22 out of 23, like, that's the guy. So, I mean... They they let the guy know. They let the lead investigator, Paul Holes, know, like, hey, we found the guy. And that's when they stormed in and got him. And it was through that DNA match, all that work that they did. And they just followed this guy pretty much. And they just got his DNA and swabbed it. And they said, that's the match. And after that, I remember a lot of people were like, oh, why am I going to subscribe to Ancestry? Like, this and that. I mean, they're going to look into my privacy. It's like, well, you never did anything. There's nothing to worry about. Like, fuck are you worrying about? Like, that always... I mean, I get the whole privacy thing, but it's like, if you didn't do shit, then why are you scared? Like, but at the end of the day, I get it's your privacy, but I mean, even if it's not you, like if you're leading, if you're allowing one of your relatives to be caught and, and, and for something that they did, well, then so be it. I mean, they're a piece of shit anyways, if they killed people and DNA is a hundred percent match. So it's not like, it's not like it's, it's going to go to court and they're like questioning it and you're potentially putting someone in there that's not a criminal it's like that guy's a criminal, but I remember seeing that a lot where people were scared, like, "Oh, I subscribe to Ancestry, and now you know they're going through my privacy and DNA." It's like, no, like the police are not going through your DNA. They don't have the time, you know, take off your little foil tin cap hat. They're not. They don't have the time to search you, us here in this freaking in this room recording a podcast to see like, oh, let's check this guy's DNA. They don't. I mean, they have no reason to, unless they do, and that's when they do it. So it's like. One of those things, like, I'm, like, you know, go for it. Like, go ahead. Like, I know I'm clean. Like, let's find out some people. I mean, maybe you have different opinions on that, but. I I do and I don't because, like you said, like, you know, obviously, if you're going to solve a murder and it's your fucking cousin or whatever, you'd be like, oh, shit, that guy's a killer. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the whole. To an get extent, him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the whole in, invasion of privacy. You get me? Um, so where does it end? That's, you know, I asked yeah. you at the beginning, like, where does it end? Do you say. Like Ancestry.com is a, a a private enterprise, but now since the police bought an account, they can use it. You get me? Mm-hmm. So it's not the the person, the the police officer, my like as my individual. It's me as doing detective work. So now I'm gonna scope around. I'm allowed to scope around. Is that fair? Because you know the the whole Apple thing. You know that you can't unlock a phone. So but but you could use my DNA. Like where's the you know, what's the difference kind of thing. So, I mean, I'm not like, we shouldn't do this. But I am kind of like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't agree with it to that point. But I, I don't see it as an evil, you know. I just don't think it's a necessary thing we need to do. At least not yet, you know. Unless we start solving, like, all these cold case murders. I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Let's get, <laughs> let, let's get all everybody signed up for this, you know. Because now you know. 
But at the same time, it's one of those things like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Now you have me on there. Yeah. So, you know, it could go both ways, but I'd, I'd look into it more before I make a firm decision. True. But I just, I, I'm not, I, I'm leaning more towards a that's not right kind of thing as of now. Yeah. And it's crazy because, too, like iPhone or Apple is like kind of like, they're advertising that now, like about your, your safety and your privacy. Because I remember that whole terrorist attack that happened in like San Bernardino where like they found the, the suspect's phone that had killed some people. And the police were asking, you know, Apple to unlock it. And they just, they didn't want to unlock it. They said, we can't unlock it. That's, you know, privacy issues and stuff like that. So, you know, as a consumer, you're probably like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's fucked up to what happened. But, like, I know that my information is secure. If Apple's not willing to give it to police officers for some type of terrorist attack that happened, like, in the United States, like, you know, whatever the fuck I'm looking at. Like, I'm yeah, cool, yeah. right? Your porn yeah. safe. Yeah, your you're, you're good. You don't have to worry about any of that but shit. That's how it should be. No, I agree. But see, you but know, so, like, yeah. so if it's cool with your phone search, shouldn't your DNA be a little... Isn't that a little bit more important? Shouldn't that yeah. be hidden? Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, your DNA is your DNA. Like, it's it's a 100% match of whether you... You know, if you your DNA was found at a crime scene, then you... You know, you most likely did it, but then at the same time, it's like, that could be circumstantial evidence if someone planted that, and then that's not you, and then now... You know, it's like, hey, it's 100% match. Your DNA was found there. It's like, well, I was nowhere near there. But someone, like, took your hair or your saliva and, like, you know, you know, messed around with a, with a, uh, you know, a case. And so, I mean, I guess that's another discussion. No, but, yeah, yeah. We could get into it. Whatever you want. But it's, it's crazy. So, I mean, going back to, let's get back on the, like, East Area Rapist guy. So, I mean, we ended up finding out that, the, you know, the suspect, the criminal, the East Area Rapist was Joseph James D'Angelo. And the crazy thing about it is he was a police officer. Like, he worked in the Exeter. Well, he was, like, he worked in Visalia or whatever. Then he went to, like, he worked at the Exeter Police Department, and then he worked at the Auburn Police Department. So he worked from, like, 76 to 79, and then from 70. Like, he, he was active, and he was in the police department while he was active in, like, raping people. Like, so one thing that we don't know, and we will find out maybe, we may never find out, because he's not going to say it, but, I mean, in police records it may say, is, like, did he investigate himself? Did he mislead? Like, was he on the case and purposely misled his colleagues you know, and saying like going back to what David said, which was a great question. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just, it, it was too early to get into it, but yeah, yeah. It's like, did, was he on the case? And he was he like, hey, like, oh yeah, like let's look over here, guys. Like maybe we should check this out. It's like, oh, this can't be this person, and kind of like just misleading because he's in cross there. him off the list. Like, yeah. is not a not a suspect? Or oh, maybe we should look at this guy, or maybe we should plan out. I mean, maybe he was kind of deterring it from himself and. And the thing is, like, even if you were an investigator and, like, let's say you and I were on the case for some reason, we're like, oh, it's a police department, right? I feel like it's a police officer. You think the police department would let you search through their employment records to look at all the people that worked during that time period and what their, like, like where they moved to, like, their geography of, oh, they were here during this year and they moved during this year over here and then they were fired from the the department in this year and then they moved down south or whatever like you think they're going to give you that information like they're going to protect their own like that yeah. thin blue line or whatever it is they're going to protect their own and be like oh you're crazy like we're we're out here to protect and to serve like the fact that you even think that we could potentially do something like this is crazy like it's like one of the biggest gangs obviously you know like the police department so 
they're going to protect their own just like most of us would protect our own brother and sister from some shit like this or our own parents. Like, uh, you know, it's sad to say, but like a lot of times, like, I mean, if your brothers did something like this, you'd probably be like, oh, shit. Like, Especially when you don't up. know if they did it. Like, say, you yeah, know, they're just a suspect. You'd be like, no, like they fit the description. Like, no, it wasn't a cop. I'm yeah, telling you, it wasn't a cop. None of us like yeah. none of us here are insult. like that. Yeah. So I could just imagine if anyone, like if we showed up in there and we're like, hey, we're turning the tables over here. We're trying to find out. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're just wasting our time. You're wasting your time. And you're, you know, you're putting us down. You're making us look bad. You know, and in hindsight, and in hindsight, we, we had, we said, we fucking, this guy needs, has to be in law enforcement. There's no one smart like this. Like, I mean, maybe you get a, a smart killer like this that's just knows and does his research like once in a lifetime. So was he a regular cop or was he like a detective? He was a regular cop. He was patrol. Yeah. So he's not someone that's criminal investigation that can actually deter the, right? Because there'd be a different detective to do that? I'd imagine that. That's something they haven't released yet. I don't know the way the, the, I mean, the police structure works, but I just know one think that it's a different like line of work. I just know one thing that was interesting is that like, after the fact, after they knew that it was that guy that he had, like, there was, like, a newspaper article where he had arrested a prowler. Like, he was, like, the main prowler, the most yeah. freaking, yeah. you know, and, and he's over here, like, arresting prowlers and getting praised yeah. about it in newspapers. Like, that's that's insane. Like, how do you think that that's him? Like, he's the one arresting yeah. prowlers. How could he be the prowler? So... They found out that yeah he was a he was in the police department he was there for three years in one area and then Auburn for you know three years in Exeter three years in Auburn and then he was fired from the police department and the crazy part is that the reason why he was fired and he was fired because of the fact that he had gone into a store uh, like an Ace Hardware hard a hardware store I don't know if it was Home Depot I don't know what it was doesn't matter but he went in there and he stole like tape and he stole dog repellent and. It's like, why don't you just pay for this stuff? But the thing is, you if you pay for something, um, I don't know why you didn't pay for ca- with cash. I mean, but if you pay for something, there's like a trail on you now. Now, when they start looking back, if the police are looking at like, who purchased dog repellent, like they can start going to these, you know, hardware stores and figuring it out and, and looking at cameras and stuff. So maybe that's why he was going to steal it. So he got fired from the force for stealing dog repellent and like tape. And when they when they caught him and they put him in the room like where they you know loss prevention room where they put you in, they like interrogated this guy and he was like panicking like a police officer. Just, are you you stole maybe less than twenty dollars worth of items? Why the hell are you panicking? He was like panicking. He was scared. He was like shaking. He was trying to escape. And then the you know the police department showed up and and they talked to him and they you know they wrote up a police report and and that was it. That was the end of it. And then he ended up getting fired for that because it's like, you know, why, you know, you have a theft on you. And maybe he was a bad cop because, I mean, if you were a good cop, they'd probably brush that under the table anyways and be like, ah, whatever, you know, don't do it again. But the fact that when you're a bad employee, like they're like looking for things to fire you and they're like, we're going to fire this guy because of this. Like we found something finally and we're going to fire you now. So maybe that's why they, they ended up firing him. But how do you not look at that? Like, okay, okay, this guy got fired for having for stealing dog repellent as a as a police department don't you think like well why would you steal dog repellent why wouldn't you just buy it and then when you start looking at some of the victims like we mentioned like he had this foul order to him 
And when, when, when he would walk by dogs, like there was an incident where like they had a police dog, um, go ahead and like they sniffed, cut some of the, you know, the clothes off of the suspect or the victim and they would follow the trail. Like the dog would like act erratically once he got to a certain point and it was the dog repellent. Like, you know, someone had dog repellent or there was the only reason why a dog would act like that and start shaking and like shivering and like, and start acting erratically and go in circles and kind of like not want to continue. So, I mean, how did they not look into that? Like, so that, that to me, when I, when I heard that, I was like, dude, like in hindsight, that was one of the things in hindsight. That's not one of the things that I knew, like, oh, yeah, yeah. dog repelling, like they should, you know, if, if you smell, if a dog's acting erratically, let's, let's search everyone that, that had dog repelling or stole. I mean, that's not something that I'm not going to lie and say that I, I thought okay, of that. Uh, well, another thing. A what? A ghost? A ghost. <laughs> no, a terminal illness, remember? Yeah, terminal So, well, like, when a do- somebody has, like, cancer or age or something like that, dogs act erratic because I don't know why, you know, something, I don't know why, I won't even go into it, but they act weird. They do that whole thing, so people thought, like, maybe, you know, he's dying and maybe that's why he stopped. You know, even then, yeah. we talked about, it, like, maybe he's dead because, you know, the dogs would act like that. And it's just, you know, the whole... Uh, you know, going back to the interrogation or whatever, the the whole room, him acting weird. I, I felt the same way, you know, like in retrospect, you know, like, dude, it was such a big deal. If you see somebody acting weird, like for, for something so small, you it would raise some alarms, right? But at the same time, going back to what you said, protecting their own, maybe they're like, ah, fucking D'Angelo, you know, you're fired kind of thing. Like, ah, uh, you D'Angelo know. D'Angelo being D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> Manny it, being Manny. It was just one of those things, you know? Hmm. But, you know, like, when that's in retrospect. I can't say, you know, like you said, I that one I didn't think about ever. Hmm. Just, you know, after the fact, you read it. There's a lot of good, you know, of these fucking couch detectives that bring up these theories. And you read them, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, they knew a little bit more than me because some will link to the thing they wrote, like, in 2014. And, you know, I don't go out on Reddit and shit to, like, get praise. But I have, like read other people that have done it for the praise and like oh here's what i said in 2014 and then they they link like oh he's a cop he probably whatever whatever he's probably going through a divorce you know all these kind of things and you're just kind of like oh they were right because this post is fucking four, mm-hmm. five years ago and then i don't get any thrill of it you know i don't what the fuck are we gonna get me and phil we were right but it does kind of like all right this is to me it was more like all right i haven't got into another case like i have with this one but I am kind of like, oh, the next case I get into, I'm going to be on my toes because there was some things that we were right about. And, you know, it's not like a praise or anything like that. But I was like, fucking Phil. Like, that's why I want, you know, we were going to, we could do craft beer, Phil. We could do whatever. But I was yeah. like, we're going to talk serial killers, man. Universe. Space, universe. Space. There's religion. so much. Religion. Yeah. But I was like, we're going to do serial killers because this is something, you know, that I find interesting. I told you, like, dude, you got to check out Mindhunters on Netflix. Season two dropping this year. Still like, have it. Dude, it's fucking phenomenal. It's a little slow. You know, you got to, like everything, you know, you got to build it up. You got to build the characters and all. It's a show. It's a show. They say it's based on facts, but I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't feel it. But, you know, just the way those stories written, you know, it's kind of like linking all these things together. And then as far as other serial killers, you know. I like I mentioned earlier, you know, people tell me, "Oh, what do you listen to on your podcast? What do you, blah, blah, blah. oh, case file? What's that about? Oh, the fuck, the, the episode I'm listening to is whatever. Like, you shouldn't listen to this when you, it's not a good intro. Like I tell people, you don't just jump into the East Area Rapist. You you kind of like a craft beer. You got to work your way from the bottom. 
Yeah, like you gotta start slow, you know. Because a few people have told me, like, "Oh fuck, remember remember when the they caught the hysteria rapist?" I was tagging Philip on every fucking thing. I even I found I, I shared that meme like with the kid with the <laughs> trumpet to yeah. like everybody and me like the hysteria rapist. And no, were, no, it fucking was. And people were messaging me like, "What is that?" And I was, like, "Oh my god!" Dude. And just like going on and on and messaging him, letting him know about it. Like, dude, I don't want to ruin it. Listen to case file. Listen to these episodes. Off the top of my head, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I would mention. And people would message me like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, I cannot listen to that." I listened to an hour of it and I had to shut it off. Like, and to me, it's like, "Oh fuck!" Well, I, you know, I followed Ted Bundy's story. I've read about Charles Manson. I, you know, I something that i find interesting i don't like i said earlier i don't speak about it you know because it's just one of those things that i can't just be like hey philip you like serial killers you know <laughs> so you kind of like oh fuck when you mention that I'm like, all right philip likes this shit so then i would you know have you heard about this you know have you read that and you know a lot of people ask me oh dude i know you like serial killers like you like the ted bundy tapes on fucking uh netflix dude that shit is whack that's like <laughs> be- that's beginner shit dude that's like the very basics of ted bundy like they're so he's so in depth I mean, we don't have to go into every single serial killer. I'm just saying in a, as a broad, you know, I'm like, dude, like, I find it interesting. I don't enjoy it in the sense that I'm, like, fascinated with what they do. I find it, like, almost in the psycho- psychological way. Like, why did they do it? The one thing, I, I mentioned Jordan Peterson to you a few weeks ago. He talks about the Nazis, right? And people say, like, oh, the Nazis are terrible, the Nazis, whatever. He goes, like, if you were German, more than likely you were going to be a Nazi, because you're a human being and that's what everybody around you was doing. You do what those around you, like that's the norm, you're going to do it. So don't hate on them. If that was you, you would probably done it. So to me, uh, that's always resonated with me, you know, like they're human beings just like you and I. Like are we, not me and you personally, like, are we capable of that? But what, you know, pushes those people to the edge? Mm-hmm. Like what makes them do that? Like as a kid, you know, a lot of these guys had rough childhoods. A lot of them, the parents were either terrible parents or out of the picture, so they have no guidance. Um, they don't see life like, you know, a lot of them, a lot, a lot of them have like somebody die early on. So to them, death is nothing, you know, it's just like, like if you kill an animal, like, so what, you know, my grandma's dead, my dad's dead, it doesn't matter, it's just they're dead. And so they start hurting animals and then, you know, you, you get tired of killing fucking birds, you get tired of killing cats, so the next thing is like, all right, well, let me see. If I kill, if I hurt this kid, like, what's going to happen? Well, a kid can't defend himself. It's pretty easy. And they just start escalating. And a lot of times you'll see it. So that's why, you know, I, I'm not, like, on the lookout. But I will jump on Reddit and shit like that and look up uh, these serial killers that are active. I remember I mentioned you. In the South, there's somebody either homosexual or pretending to be a homosexual. I forget. What is it? Like, the Tinder for gays? Grinder. That's funny how you know that. <laughs> I saw it on, I saw it on David's kidding. phone. I'm just kidding. I, I, said, I set that up phone. nice. I set that up I nice. Said, uh, yeah. well, I, I, <laughs> I just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Well, anyways, they're on. They're using Grinder to like lure these fucking guys out into the middle of fucking. Now, how nowhere. do you know so much about this case? It's one no. of the big ones. It's one of the big ones. <laughs> That's <what she> <laughs> and and then they'll go kill these guys, right? So it's either somebody. That either hates homosexuals or is it like, you know, just people. This is just me trying to fucking jump ahead of the case. Like, we don't know anything about it yet. But in 10 years, this will be a big case because, you know, they're barely piecing the pieces together. And to me, it's just, it's not a thrill. You know, I, I, people always tell me, like, you like this shit. And I, it's one of those things I don't like defending. But you just kind of, if you're honest with people, don't understand. Intelligent person like yourself, you could, 
dude, it's something about the way they do things, the methodical. They're just so ahead of the game. You know, they're doing like chess. I always bring up chess. They're they doing two, three moves ahead. They're ahead of cops. So as soon as you get on the trail, they already know to switch the MO. They're doing something else. And you know, I love reading about cases that are solved because I you know Ted Bundy, for instance, when I first read about him, I was like, damn, this is crazy. This is a smart guy. He's luring women. And then, then, you know, you hear about all these girls were like his fucking ex. They all had the same haircut, same. They fit the description. And it's just one of those things. Like, if these people would talk to investigators, like he did, he cooperated and all that. But then they're so intelligent. Like, what what part are they fucking with people and what time? What's actually real and what's still part of the game, you know? And I don't know. I don't know. I, I could talk to you about it. I could talk to my sister. Me and my sister watch, like, these shows together. We read about it. She'll send me links and, like... Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have a few people, you know, because a lot of people ask me, you know, like, oh, dude, like, I know you like the Joe Rogan podcast. What episodes did you like? And you mentioned a few. Dude, what else do you listen to? And you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this. But I, I usually sneak the case file one, like, you know, somewhere in there. But I don't start with that. I'll be like, oh, well, I listen to, like, you know, This American Life because that one's, like, pretty, you know, anyone can listen to that. Oh, yeah, I listen to This American Life. I listen to... You know, here be monsters. I listen to True Case File and then continue to the next <laughs> part of my take. And like, you're like, wait, what was True Case File? What is that? It's like, oh, you want to know about that? Um, actually, you know, because it's really dark. Like, it's yeah. really, you know, I listen to all kinds of shit. And, and there's one that I listen to. It's called like uh, Terrible Things for Asking. And it's like this this lady that interviews a bunch of people that have gone through some shit. Like, you know, they lost their, their, their wives, they've lost their husbands, they were born with uh, certain illnesses, their kids passed away, like, at the year, at age one, and it's, a, like, all this sad stuff that, that happens, and I listen to it, and it's it's interesting, because you hear, you know, these people's story, because stories are interesting, people are interesting, and it just kind of, like, brings a new perspective to your own life, like, you know, you could think that your life is tough, like you're going through so much, um, you know, oh, I just worked all these hours, oh, my kid just made a mess in the in the bedroom, and then you hear about this story about this kid that has Down syndrome that can't even, that can barely even move, or, and I'm sorry, not Down syndrome, like Down syndrome or cystic fibrosis, or that their kid died at the age of one, and they'll never see them again, and they're like still mourning that, and then I think like, my daughter just threw food on the floor, and I'm complaining about that. To put things in perspective, like, like, calm the fuck down. Like, look at the bigger picture. Like, that's nothing. Like, so it just always like puts me in check. Like, and every time I hear something like like those stories on that podcast, like, I just kind of like, it just lets me reevaluate my life and my family, and be like, to be more patient. Like, because you never know. Like, I mean, you hear all these stories about these kids that have cancer, you know, and the shit that they're going through, and and then I just come home and like hug my daughters that much tighter because I know like as of right now, you know, cause you never know what the hell's going to happen in the future. Like they're healthy yeah. and like, you need to be grateful for that. And so like that just kind of puts me in check. Like it calms me down. Like, cause you know, you have, you have a daughter and, and you get, you get mad sometimes at things that they do. But like when you hear what other people are doing, like, the, you know, that's that saying, like someone always has it worse than you do. So just like 
aligns you back. So that's why I listen to like that. I mean, not the reason why I listen to that podcast, not to like lift my life up, but it's interesting to me. And it just like always puts me in check. Like it's terrible things for asking. It's just like crazy stories about like, like sad, sad, sad things that, that go on through life. And it just, you know, puts you in check and makes you like, you know, just kind of appreciate your own life, you know, at the moment that it is. Cause there's just like a lot of heartbreak out there, you know, like, you know, that we may see in the future that we're not known that we have not crossed that path yet because, you know, we haven't got to that time period in our lives. Um, but it just, I don't know, man, it's just crazy. So that's like one of the ones I listen to, but anyways, where I was going with that, like, yeah, I just skipped through like when I, I don't never really mention like case file, true crime. Like, I just, I mentioned it, but then I just stormed by it. Cause it's like, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you just, I mean, I could come off as kind of weird. I, I know I do. <laughs> like, like I said, like, yeah, like it's like that psychological. Like you want to understand the human brain. Yeah. That's kind of what you like. Human emotion, human beings, and why they act a certain way. Like, and that's why I listen to it because that's like an extreme of what I feel like I am, or like. And then there's people that are like super peaceful that just want air, the kumbaya, like you know, Mother Teresa's and the Gandhis and stuff like that. And then you have these serious, like this is like the spectrum of human life and human brains is so broad and so wide that it's just interesting to like, you know, go into that and, and, and kind of explore that and, and wonder why they act a certain way. And then kind of like, you know, it's just, it's, it's just fascinating. It's, it's, it's psychology. It's, it's, you know, mental illness. It's all that. Like, it's just, to, that's why it's like fascinating to me. Like, and it, I feel like it always will be, you know, so, I mean. I know you. You told me that. Oh, you, well, you're gonna be my my serial killer guy. I'm like, oh shit! Like that's all. <laughs> is that all I know no, about? No, like no, I can no, talk no. about beer. No, that's like, why. We can talk about baseball, but no, no. Like I get it. Like and maybe, you know, like we had said, like we should pick and we will pick. You know, something that is unsolved, and maybe kind of like do our research and kind of jump on this podcast and and like talk about it and say like, oh, you know, this these are the details. Uh, if you haven't heard about it, and this is what I think is who could potentially be obviously we're not going to say like oh it's this guy this is his name no of course but we'll be like <laughs> like this person it's going to be the someone <laughs> it's going to be someone that like this is their their personality you know kind of like try to pinpoint something and just kind of like you know and then when they do solve it hopefully which you know with technology and everything they should be solving all these you know unsolved crimes or a lot of these unsolved crimes we could just jump back on here and be like look this is where we're right this is where we're wrong and and you know kind of just apply that and it'll just be fun and interesting you know for for the both of us and um so what do you think though like about this case because it's not over yet i mean we just know that they caught the guy and that that's him but like as far as himself like um you know do you th- like what are some things that you still want to find out about this guy like uh, why and then okay we know he started as the ransacker right but what was, before that, you know, because if obviously it escalated, we know it escalated, ransacking, raping, raping with the male present, murder. So what was the before? Was he like I don't know his adolescence? Was he one of those kids going around fighting in school? Was he like not say a good kid or like what happened? You know, a lot of times there's a traumatic, bullied. yeah, traumatic event happened. You know, was he bullied? Was he a bully? Um, as far as like his adolescence, like how he grew up, you know, there was a different era. So was this his escape, you know, or was this his, you know, he was used to bullying. So he knew he could get away with it. Was he always a goody goody and 
you know, just, just psychologically, just me, just making assumptions. But, um, was he one of those goody goody kids? You know, he became a cop. So was he always used to getting away with things, you know, like mm. people wouldn't question him because, oh, well, it can't be him. So, you know, I've, you know, I think a lot about this case, like not as much now, you know, that it's solved, but for a, it took a, a good amount of my free time because I was like, dude, this is crazy. This is big time. And it's right here in California. People that are into serial killers are really into serial killers. Like, you know, we just talked so much mm -hmm. about it. And the people that aren't into it, you know, they're not as much, you know, but they, it'll still catch their attention. So I've read a lot about before and after he was caught. And so, you know, some of these ideas aren't mine. You know, I just read them and I was like, oh, shit, that's true. But a few of them, most of them are mine. But um, just what made him do it? And after he did it, why do you continue to do it? You know, like, okay, I could get away with it. I'm good at this, you know? Like, even though it's evil, it's terrible, sadistic, he was good at it. He got away with it, obviously, for so long. So was it like, a, I'm going to be able to do this? And like you mentioned earlier, like when he just took that in 1986, was it just like, I'm not as good anymore? Like, I'm. Was he one of those, you know, to compare it to an athlete? Like, I'd rather go out on top <laughs> than fuck up, you know, like, yeah. then go out on. I'd rather go out on my terms, kind of thing. So it's one of those things that you just kind of. It's a puzzle. We have a lot of the pieces, but we don't have them all. Um, I feel like we still try to fit pieces of the puzzle that don't fit. Because we don't have it all, you know, when you kind of get frustrated, you're like, oh, this goes yeah. here. And you're like, no, it doesn't. When you get the whole picture, you're going to be like, oh, this makes sense. If he cooperates, depends on what the cops share. He has to go to trial, right? What is he going to say? Is he just going to sit there quietly and just take his sentence? Or, I mean, do you try to fight it? It's Like you said, it's DNA. There's, there's no doubt about it. It is him. So what's the game plan? What does he have to win or to gain or whatever? By saying his story, psychologists would fucking love this. People like you and I that just enjoy psychology, that like hearing about this. I don't study the mind, but I just, I'm interested in hearing what the people that study the mind have to say to mm. people like me. Like, we have so much to learn if he's willing to share the information, you know. But at the same time, is he going to throw us off? Is he going to give false reports? Is he going to, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, but it's just kind of. Or, you know, I don't want to go into, like, I don't want people to be like, oh, well, the daughters, whatever, whatever. Like, but what what do they have to say about it? What is that? I don't know if she's still alive, but Bonnie, it's mm. his wife, you know, a lot it's, of people, uh, you, you mentioned his fiance. You mentioned his daughter, you know, she was in that, like, the wife, like, this guy's not in the bedroom. Was he saying, hey, I'm at work? Well, a lot of these things, was it while working? He would just take off his fucking thing? his uniform, put it back on. You're not going to suspect him. How was he there? Kind of thing. There's so many things. And at the same time, how many other cops did the same thing? Not saying rape and murder and all that, but all these crimes, you know, like, are they going to still look out for each other the same way? Even though there's a proof that it was one of their own. And where do we go from here? You know, what I know the, the, the whole DNA thing, like, are they applying that to cases right now? Maybe, I don't know, if I heard, might be wrong, but I heard that it was going to go to like court and all that, you know, like the same thing like Apple. So are they taking advantage right now that it's in limbo? Like, let's throw all this in there while it's in limbo so that we can maybe solve some cases, which I'm all for. 
but where you know what's the next chapter because the book isn't over this this part of the book is you know we're kind of wrapping up but they're still going to go back and edit some things you know Mm -hmm. because like i told you maybe some of these were copycats maybe there's more that he did that he doesn't get credit for is he going to be one of those people that like 10 years from now is cooperating with police saying oh this guy is doing this. He's going to be a murderer next. Or like, this guy's a fucking bus driver. This guy's a mailman. He knows, you know, because he knows the mind as an evil person. Or is he like one of those that I pushed it out? There's so much to go into that, I mean, we can't give it just. We would almost have to do the same yeah. thing. Like, give it an episode for this, you know, the psychology behind it. Like, you know, we could talk about just... Almost in general, it's like uh, serial killers in general, mostly male, whatever, whatever, you know, kind of generalized. But I don't know, man. It's just intriguing, you know. Like it's, it's an open book. There's so much out there, so much information. I fucking, it's not one of those, you know. I'm not proud to love serial killers kind of thing, but I do enjoy reading about them. It's, I look for podcasts that you know, different podcasts that have different things about them. I'll go back and read stuff that I've read before just be like damn dude like these people are crazy like that's what we're capable of Mm -hmm. you know we're humans are capable of yeah and that's that's like I mean I think that'll kind of prove I mean how he goes about you know the revealing of everything if he does will kind of show a lot of of how his mind works like because if, if you're someone that really did push a demon out or did push this evil out of you, then you don't want to talk about it. Like you'll, you'll say like, Oh, I have nothing to say about this. Like, I don't want to mention anything. Like I'm ashamed of all this. Like, I don't want to mention any of my crimes, why I did it, how I did it or how I got away with it. Like what, you know, uh, what was I on any special task forces about it? Like, I don't even want to mention or, or remember any of that because I've pushed that out. Or if he goes out there and starts boasting and wants to be known and wants to be seen as a big serial killer because he is huge, not just because of the, I mean, if you look at it, eight crimes, I mean, it's a lot, but there's people that have killed more. There's people that have killed more in one day. But the fact that he terrorized for so long and how, how much terror he stru- struck into the, like citizens in his area, like that is just like, he will be one of like the great like the biggest most well-known serial killers especially once they do a movie because that's how a lot of these people find out about this stuff is once they do these specials which they're already doing like on id and and discovery whatever but like once they do an actual movie and it's like a blockbuster then they'll like people will be oh shit like let's look into this guy now like and let's see who he is then he'll be the bigger guy but it just depends on how he wants to go about it and that's how what's gonna kind of explain the truth about his, how his mind works because if if you're boasting about it then you're proud of it and you knew what you were doing and you didn't push anything out because that evil is still inside of you you're proud of that evil you're proud of what you did and you want people to know about it and you still want to continue to scare people because if you're talking about your past crimes you're doing it in a way where you want to show people like ah, i i was able to do this and there's other people that are able to do this and will continue to do this and he'll, you know, mind fuck people and into that. So I, I feel like what he decides to kind of divulge about himself is going to explain a lot about how his mind works. You know, I don't think that's the way he's thinking about it, but it's just kind of human nature. And I think that's just going to like explore a lot. And I wonder, I mean, if you want to make any predictions, do you, you think like his wife had anything to do with it? I mean, 
How, I mean, 50-something rapes and I don't know how many murders. If my wife leaves the bed at night, like, I know she left the bed, right? I mean, unless you sleep on, like, depending on where you sleep and stuff. But, how, I mean, do you think she knew? I mean, do you think she had something? I mean, she, she divorced him. She ended up she ended up divorcing him like in in like the early nineties. I mean, I mean, no, not even nineties. I think it was in the eighties. Like they were only married for a few years, and she divorced. And maybe she knew something. I mean, she herself she was a divorce lawyer, uh, so she but she knew law regardless. Um, I don't think she had anything to do with it, but that's something people are speculating. Um, like how could someone that's I mean, obviously the kids is a different thing. I mean, your kids you sleep in different rooms, and you don't look at your dad that way, but. I mean, as the significant other, I mean, when your significant other gets texts from other people or, or phone calls or or you're they're just sneaking out in the middle of the night, like. But the thing is, he had a perfect cover. Yeah, that's because what he's I'm a saying. freaking police he's officer. Like police he could officer. be like, "Oh shit!" Like the UCLA rapist is out. Like I'm gonna go investigate him. And the wife's like, "All right, well, go catch this guy." And when that's the guy that's leaving, it is the actual UCLA rapist about to commit a crime. Like that in itself is freaking insane. And it'll be interesting because they're, I mean, Hollywood's going to make a movie about it. Yeah. And I so, hope they stick to the facts because this is something you do not need to exaggerate. Like, it's it's so fucking evil that just give the facts. Don't give opinion. Just mm-hmm. keep it real. Because, you know, once you start exaggerating, somebody that you or I that knows this is fucking, as soon as they exaggerate something, you're like, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. Now you start telling people, dude, it's not that that didn't happen, and now you got to kind of like, fuck, dude, this isn't right. And then you muddle the facts. Yeah. yeah. Like, what else is fake? You know. Exactly. And then you just kind of, and then it just falls apart. But yeah, like you said, they just got to stick to the facts and do it. And I think that it'll, it's the story in itself is freaking crazy. I mean, there's so much material on there, like that you don't need to add anything. You don't need to take anything away. Just tell it the way it is, and and I think they will. Because anything that I've ever seen about this case, I mean, there's enough material. Because anything like this podcast, the one that we were talking about, the the case file, it's a five part series. The ID discovery thing about the uh, about the ACR rape is like a ten part series. Like there's, like they have to spread it out because there's just so much information. So like and you could do a few movies if you wanted to, but I mean, not to glamorize it or anything, but just to kind of explain what happened. But hopefully, they wait until all the facts really come out there. Yeah. You know, that way when you do kind of, like, put it on film, it's something that's accurate to what really happened. So, that was just something that was like, dude, this is a crazy freaking case, man. Like, it's... It was crazy because we talked about it for, like, a year leading up to when they caught him. Like, we we started talking about it in early 2017. And then April of 2018. hasn't, Hasn't even been a year since they caught the guy. And, you know, so we, we talked about it. We we would text back and forth, I remember. Um, and then Facebook tagging and just kind of like, look, this, check this out. And, I mean, it was just something we were, like, fascinated with. And and to see it evolve the way it did is just, like, crazy, man. It's it just freaking insane. It's crazy, crazy stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'll keep saying it because just so people know, like, I'm glad they caught him. I'm fucking... Thrilled for the victims. They call them survivors, right? The survivors. survivors yeah. The survivors. They got that closure. You know, now they know, like, okay, he's going to get sentenced. He's going to rot in jail. He's on suicide watch, so he can't have any, you know, he can't end it that way. You know, he's going to suffer. It might not be long or whatever, but he's going to suffer. So they get that at least, you know? 
that's what a lot of them were hoping for. Like, I just want to see him in court and be sentenced to life. Like, it's it's over, you know. Like, I'll look at him and good for them, you know. They got that at least. And you know, go. You're not gonna be my like my serial killer guy. It was just you know one of those things. People ask me like, why are you doing this? I was like, dude, I want to kick with the homies. And then we've been trying to do this for like a year since April actually of last year for so eleven months. So I said, almost exactly, almost exactly a year. So with the uh, with the podcast, quote unquote, my podcast, like I have an excuse to drink. Hey Phil, we're gonna talk serial killers now. We're like, all right, well, fuck it, we got to do this. And that's what I I told George. I told Yasad. I, George and Yasad, I hadn't seen like in ten years. You saw it in 10 years, George like in eight. So I'm like, dude, now with the podcast, now we get to kick it. I'm like, dude, this is fucking beautiful. So it's one of those things. Like, I just thought like, dude, Phillips, my Talk fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how am I going to get to chill with Phil more often? I said, well, Phil knows serial killers. I know serial killers. We'll talk fucking serial killers. That way he's a recurring guest. That's what I meant by it. Not like that's all you know. My <laughs> my friend who is uh, mentally disturbed by crime and like crime analyst. and like his brother that probably didn't know he knew anything about serial killers is probably like looking at him like what the fuck. Is but wrong but with see, this guy? I think that that made the episode better because he was asking questions that I'm sure the listener was like, "Oh fuck!" What, when you're hearing it, I'm asking questions and then they're answering them further down. That's why I didn't want to jump ahead. Um, and so I'm him asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a genuine question that I probably would have had. You probably would have had at that moment. You're like, mm-hmm. huh? I'm adding, I'm adding it together. Hey, did he fucking uh, investigate himself? It's like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. But yeah, you know, it's it's. I enjoy talking about it because it's been solved. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a few that you know you hear about or whatever. You're like, fuck. They might still be terrorizing people. You know, like, what makes a serial killer, like, in the 70s, like, the Pacific Northwest, you know, in Washington, Oregon, and then um, further down after, you know, in California, like, 70% of the serial killers in the 70s were in the Pacific Northwest. Like, what the fuck? Like, everybody says it's something in the water. But but seriously, what was it? How do you have 70% of the serial killers in three states? Like, that's astounding, you know? And so now it's like... Is that one of the states that, like, has, like, longer... Times of like night, or is it kind of like Canada? Canada, I think. They got, they got like part of Canada, part of the Pacific Yeah, yeah. And then they're just bad sports teams. Bad sports teams. It's cold. Everybody hates the cold. Nothing good happens at night. Yeah. You know, but now if your place has more night throughout the whole year, you know, if you have like those times where it's like I think three months of darkness or whatever it is in some places. You know, people, high rates of suicides, high rates of crimes. That's true. That happens, I mean, yeah. You just look at the stats. And, I mean, that's the great thing about data, you know. You could look at the stats and you could paint a picture. So now, it's unfair, you know, but they say, okay, if, if this person is, you know, going around fucking bullying kids in, like, in fucking elementary, like, he's on the wrong path. So you could kind of go, hey, we need to get on this kid. And then, you know, like, you hear, they don't make it public because, you know, Children, you can't say their names and all that. But there's this kid killing fucking cats, you know, going around killing cats. So now this kid is getting attention, you know, which is beautiful because well, you shouldn't be killing cats. But at the same time, like, what what are you searching for? What are you doing this for? Maybe so that's he, what he needs. he's seeing psychologists. He's doing all these things. And so you have the data saying, all right, well, fucking one out of every thousand kids does it. Like, oh, fuck. Not every single one is going to evolve to be a serial killer. But more than likely that kid will. Yeah. So if he's getting the attention that he's seeking, 
through a counselor or through whatever it may be, you could kind of guide them the other way, you know. And now you have them on the radar, like, okay, let's don't go out to fucking the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> but you know, so it's it's a great thing. But at the same time, there's always people. They said head trauma. You know, a lot of these guys are in car crashes. A lot of, I mean, you could look into it. There's so much data out there. There's so many stories. There's so many serial killers, sadly, where you could kind of piece together, you know, like sometimes I get confused. I'll be talking to my sister and she'll tell me, oh, the, the, the. I'm like, oh, yeah, as a kid, you know, he fucking walked in on his mom being raped. Oh, no, that was the other guy that happened to him, too. And you're like, oh, fuck. These guys had the same story. So if you watch your mom being raped, is that going to make you a serial killer? Or like if your mom's a prostitute? And you, know, you, you know, these things kind of, you, you see the patterns. Yeah. And so then when you hear a story of like, oh, this prisoner did this, and you're like, oh, shit, like, he's on, you know, he's on that trajectory. So it's just, you know, like I say, I, I find it interesting. I don't look into it as much as I did with the East Area Rapists, but I, I still do, do the whole forum thing, Reddit as well. And I just, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, you don't wake up and go kill somebody. Like, you evolved there, right? You had to start from summer. So what are the patterns that lead up to it so that you could kind of identify them? So, man, let's talk something jolly for a bit. Just, you know, yeah, like I said, for, uh, just, just to get it off the... I mean, the, I think I think we covered kind of everything about about this. I mean... Philip, Philip, you, you came prepared. You, you fucking did great. But I just want the listeners to know, like, there's so much out there go out there i highly recommend listening to case file oh, yeah. i mean warm it, yourself it gets, up warm yourself up for it be, you know what it's gonna be ugly do some be ready yeah no because the thing is, is that deep the story that they tell they, oh yeah in detail but the thing is that so they they go over case after case after case and it gets to the point where even the narrator like once he gets to like case 30 he's like the the suspect did the same thing he did in all the other murders and he says you know, the cloth tied up on the floor, uh, the entering before the house, the rummaging through the, the... You know, he's, like, already going through because it's, like, it, he feels like it's so repetitive. Like, the, the listener's probably getting bored already. It's just so repetitive, like... And he just keeps mentioning the same thing. It's redundant over and over and over. And you'll get that. So, because there's just... He did the same thing over and over. So, I mean, when you hear it, like, there, you'll get to a certain point. Like, once you get to, like, case 30, we're just like, oh, man, is this shit over yet? Because he's just repeat. It's like you feel like you're you're hearing the same shit happen over and over. Because that's what happened. Like his mo was exactly the same. Like the way he prepared was exactly the same. Like, and what he did was the same. Like you know, it was just to the T. And so it just got. I feel like it even got boring for whoever's telling the story because it's the same thing happening. So, I mean, I feel like we covered it broadly, and I, you know, we hit some points like. I think we did the timeline pretty good. Like no, you at, did, the, you did great, at the beginning, you did I great. wanted to jump to the end already. Yeah, like, yeah, we know yeah, who the killer no, was. No, no, no. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? You did really good. But that's what really I was saying. Good. Like, oh, we we'll we'll get there. We'll yeah, get, yeah. and we did. We touched everything I said we we would end up getting to. But like when you start talking about it, especially you and I, because we haven't really talked about it. Like we want to say, oh, Joseph's, easy. you know, yeah. we wanted to talk about it already. But like we did pretty good. Like just kind of like you know staying based on the timeline so yeah i mean it was it was cool i mean there's a lot more to talk about and, and more shit's going to come out in the future and you know we'll keep in contact to talk about that but and we should probably talk about something more like cheery because people are probably all fuck it, yeah but if they haven't turned it off up. by now I, I people tell me like oh, we talked for a while you think should or we keep going or, or i'm like no keep going yeah it's a it's a two-parter like they gotta listen to it 
But no, man. Um, what do you want to get into? Like space and shit? You know space? Oof, oh, I, I talked with Dizzy for a little bit about flat earthers and all that. It's like, does he believe in flat earth? Oh, no, no, no. Like, oh, geez, I was telling him stories about like people. No, oh, fuck no, yeah, man. Flat earth. I'm a big NASA fan. Big, big fan of NASA, yeah. Big Hell fan. Yeah. I support them. I have the shirts and shit. My daughter, like, she's like, Papi, spaceship. Well, time zones and eclipses yeah, and things just, like that. It's just, just kinda, one of those things. It just should. That, that alone on itself should just kind of like eliminate any theories about that. It's insane. I mean, space is just freaking insane. I mean, it's just so you know, vast. I took my astronomy class in college like three times. Really? Why? You <laughs> failed? I would just show up and be so fucking interested that I would like not, not take, take notes. notes. <laughs> <laughs> just just sit down and enjoy it. Fucking teacher, first thing in the morning. I think it was like at six in the morning. So I mean, six in the morning for a college. Class, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like fucking early. Yeah, that's, but that's early. In your defense, like it's like, does anyone really know about space in the universe? I mean. If you're getting a question saying, like, how many planets are in the Milky Way galaxy? And you're like, oh, 100,000 to a million to <laughs> two million to three million. It's like, bitch, you don't even know. Like, like just no one knows. Like, yeah, exactly. The astronomy class in general is a lot more than that. Yeah, no. You know it's, what I mean? It's about seeing the light, the different light spectrums. And then, like, I don't know, just a lot of more technical shit that you wouldn't think at first. Like, oh, astronomy, I'm just going to be looking at stars. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you get in depth with it, like, fuck, it's crazy, dude. And even like if I mean if you haven't gone, go to Griffith Observatory. Oh fuck, dude! I go like once a year. I should go more often. To be honest, that shit is fun. More often, for how important that place is in in an area that's so easy to get to. I mean, it's not that hard. Not easy to get to. (laughs) (laughs) Go on Sunday nights. That's when I go. Yeah, I mean, but it's something that's like a little drive to us, you know, compared to people like in another state, you know. It all, I mean, well, that shit fascinating too. Like the whole SETI Institute, like search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Like the fact that there's there's a program out there just sending radio signals out there trying to find life in other planets. Like that's pretty insane too. Like the universe is just so vast, and I think, I mean, we should cover that in depth in another episode uh, yeah. for sure. But like to touch on it now, like the fact that like they're searching for that is is insane. Like there's just it's just the universe is so huge. I mean. There's like you can't even ima- like the human mind can't even like process it. Yeah, process it. how huge I think the it is. First time that I really realized or, or thought like fuck we're nothing is like when I first seen I think it was a map of the Milky Way galaxy. So it showed the whole Milky Way galaxy, and then it kind of little by little zoomed Zoom. into like where we're at. And we're like in the very, very edge of the Milky Way galaxy because it's a spiral galaxy, yeah. right? So we see like a little bit of an arm, but I mean, our, we have so much light pollution, right? But now, you look at that and you keep going in, in, and in, and you're so tiny, but then it backs up even more than just like the... Uh, the one I've seen is like, it zooms out. So mm-hmm. this is Earth... It this shows is shows you where you're at, and then it goes in, and then goes all yeah, the yeah. way back oh, out. So yeah. like, look at how many universes is, there are, you know? Like how many so galaxies? Little, how many galaxies? You're so little, yeah, you're so little in this... In this you're little, in the you're Virgo cluster. Yeah. In the, because then the universes have different solar systems. You know, we're just the solar system. And yeah. There's thousands of those in a galaxy, and then there's thousands of galaxies, you know, in the whole universe, and it's... And we're a tiny galaxy. Like you're a tiny, pla- tiny planet and with a tiny sun... In a tiny galaxy, in a tiny cluster, mm-hmm. like we're insignificant. Yeah, the, and the time life, the our lifetime, like average span is fucking nothing. It's less than a blink of an eye, and 
in the, the spectrum of life. Which is, yeah, human existence in itself, like if you get to the beginning to like now, is a blip. Years, it's a, a blink of an eye, we're nothing. Yeah, I always highly recommend to everybody watch Cosmos. Like, oh, that I show love that. is one of my Carl favorite. Sagan? Pale Damn. blue dot. Pale blue dot. That's what, I, that's what I thought he was going to say. Like, when it made me feel... That's when I was like, dude, we're nothing. Like, I wish I had it on the phone right there just so we could say it, you know? But damn, dude, that... Pale blue dot, for those listening, go look that up on everyone, YouTube. Anyone you've ever known, everyone yeah, yeah, you've yeah. ever loved, anyone that who's ever been, like, all happened on this pale blue dot. And, like, <laughs> this image that was taken by... Damn, I should know this, but it was taken by a satellite that it's just literally like this small speck like that you would miss it if you didn't know it was there. And it's just one of those first photos that was taken by like a, a satellite that was launched by, you know, us. And it just shows how tiny we are in like the whole grand scheme of things, which is just kind of like. Was that the picture that was the first picture of Earth? Um, not the first, but I think the furthest at the time. Best and selfie, it, of and all yeah, time. <laughs> and it's just like we're just there, you know. It's just a little tiny, tiny dot. Like Phil said, if you're not looking for it, you don't see it. And it's just that's that's, that's home. Crazy. That's us. That's and home. Then, and then you think why, you know? But then sometimes when you think why, you think you're so fucking crazy, you know? To then, but then when you think about it, and you really, really think about it, it's not fucking crazy, you know? It's like it's normal to think like why, you know? Like, out of everywhere, you really can't find shit. Unless they're just keeping it under wraps, but then that's something else. Well, to to add to that, um, a few astronomers or whatever have said, you know, like, oh, why haven't we been contacted? All this good stuff. Like, why why are we the only ones? They compare it to, like, when you're driving on the freeway, do you ever st- stop and think about the ants, like, on the side of the freeway? Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't. So if there's intelligent life out there, dude. We're so insignificant. We're so dumb. As that, smart as we think we are. Yeah, as smart I mean, as we think we are. are. Smart. For what we are, fucking, yeah. we're monkeys with thumbs. That's all that separates us. You know, we stood up, we lost our tail, and we evolved. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, they should, they should, Speak for yourself. <laughs> evolution, Phil. <laughs> evolution. I got my tail anymore. I lost that shit a long time ago. Nah. <laughs> but I mean, even us thinking that we're so super smart now, we can't figure out how they built the pyramids. Yeah. You know, how they move certain shit. So, I mean, uh, have we really become that advanced or are we just re- restarting, you know, to versus these colonies out there of intelligent yeah. life that, you know, like you said, like, but we're all just not even give a shit. Human existence is just a blip. So it's like in the whole time, you know, it's like if you if you put the whole existence of the universe in like a twenty four hour period, we're like a milli 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 second of anything that's ever happened. Like, you know, the human mind can't even comprehend small numbers like that. But we're like the smallest tiniest thing. But the thing is, like, we only know our existence, and we don't know when our extinction will be. Which I mean, at the end of the day, everything becomes extinct. Like nothing is is infinite. Nothing's forever. So, I mean, human race will one day just, like, die off and, uh, you know, whether it gives away to artificial intelligence or, you know, robots or whatever, you know, the human existence will just, you know, cease to be. And then that's our small blip and that's all it was. That's but there, was. how many other blips of existence have there been that we it's, just don't know about? It's hypo- hypothesized that this is the third time. Yeah, so there's just been... The, the, on the, Earth. The universe is just so <laughs> vast. Yeah, so it's, yeah. So it's not even a 2D kind of timeline that's that we're... That's a trip, right? 
it's not even a 2D timeline that we're looking at to see like, oh, you know, is existence, is there enough existence? Is there other existence out there? It's not only that, it's like, is there any existence in our lifetime? And will we ever cross paths? Like, it's just, it's a 3D, 4D, like big, you know, it's not just two dimension timeline. It's, it's bigger than that. So it's like, not only do you have to exist at the same time, but you have to be able to point your satellites at the right direction to then find each other and then hope that you guys have similar to the same technology. But it's distance, like, it's, it's distance, impossible. Distances are so vast that, you know, yeah, it's right, like, you know, yeah. like we're taking a shot in the dark doing what we're doing now in a way, because we're still need to advance, you know? And what, what, what will happen in our lifetime, you know, with technological advances, like I remember back in the day, me growing up, like in high school, right after high school, Everybody thought, you know, a black hole, this was the norm. A black hole was into another galaxy or whatever. And that, that was not just sci-fi. That's what, like, some people, like, very intelligent people thought, like, yeah, this probably is the gateway to another universe. And now we know that it's just, like, the light can't escape it. Like, there's, not that there's nothing there, but just that's where light, into light goes there to die. Yeah, like, every, it does, nothing can escape it, but that's, that's what happens. And now he's like, oh. 20 years ago, if you told that to somebody, like, oh, we, we can't prove that. Like, oh, now we could. You know, that's what we're working on. So in the next 20 years, what else are we going to find, you know? They said nothing is faster than the speed of light. So you just make the speed of light faster. It's like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> it's just crazy to think about that, you know? You just make make it higher because we, we, we can't go faster than that. So make it higher. Does that make sense? Mm. No, not really. It's I can't process it. I can't explain it. Like, you know, cause if I understood it, cause I don't understand yeah. it that great either. Cause I, I feel like the speed of light is one, you know, it's just one fact, one like cemented speed. And, and that's, that's the fastest thing that we know or that we've observed. And that's, that's it. I mean, like Einstein said, like if you can go faster than speed of light, then you're actually going back in time. Yeah. Like, well, go ahead, go ahead. And I think that's, you know, back in time or in the future? No, you're going back in time. Like, if you can f- go faster than speed of light, then you have essentially traveled back in time, which I feel like it's impossible to fast travel faster than the speed of light. And I feel like it's impossible to go back in the future. As, as far as time travel goes, I feel like you can advance and go into the future. I mean, I, I feel like... Because I've heard of going into the future by, like, say, you take your trip to Mars. And you get there, or you go so far out on the speed of light, or faster than the speed of light, and your time out there might be five years, but on Earth has already been a hundred years, based on whatever... The gravity and all that. The, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. So then you return back, so you've spent five years, you know, maybe three years out, and two years coming back, or whatever it is, and they've already gone through like a hundred or two, three hundred years. So you're in the future so then. In the future. Yeah. I mean, because it'd be hard to go and repeat. You, it'd have to be further, yeah, but I get what you're saying. Not not Mars technically, but say another galaxy. Like yeah, this, yeah, because yeah. I mean, at the same time, if you're going at the speed of light, you're going far, really fucking fast, and a pebble will fuck you up. Like a, a light year is a, a unit of um, of distance, not time. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying is, let's say light, the speed of light is 100 miles, right? Well, obviously, that's a stupid fucking... Mm-hmm. Comparison, but let's say it's 100. So now we say, okay, it's actually 101. So you're just making it faster, which is, I, I sometimes I read this shit. I, I tell people, dude, like I read it and I'm like, dude, I'm not, 
I, I don't know what the fuck this <laughs> means, dude. I'm trying to understand it, but I, my mind can't process this shit, you know? The human mind can't? And then, like, these fucking physicists, like, they're doing all this work. They're studying all this, you know, the the equation of the universe is negative one plus one. So it's zero, you know, the fucking exact, anti-gravity. The exact value of the speed of light is 299,792,458 meters per second. That's... I can't, like you said, you can't, I can't process that. Like, no. uh, what is that? How many football fields is you, that? You know, <laughs> you know, it's a large number, but it's like, you your can't, mind comp- can't comprehend, comprehend it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That's so fucking fast. I, yeah. Which is cool. I mean, that means. at the end of the day, like the human mind is just so small, but then at the same time, so great, you know, like the fact that we're able to evolve the way we have and then create these technologies and. It's just insane. Like, you know, we're nothing, but at the same time, we are something. Like, all in one, all encompassing, you know? It's pretty crazy it's, to think that. It's a nice rabbit hole to go into and the I mind. Think it's, I think it's a good, I mean, we're in a crazy time. I mean, but I feel like everyone says, that, oh, it's crazy times we live in, but it's always crazy times we live in. Like, whether you were in the fucking 70s or if you were in the 1800s, like, you know, technology and everything just kind of advances so fast and it's, it, it advances exponentially. I was about to say that exponentially. So, like, for so. us here, like, it's not just two times faster than it was. It's, like, way more faster. So it's, like, everything's just folding upon itself and just, I mean, it's going to be interesting. In our lifetime, we're going to see a lot of crazy things. I mean, we're going to travel and land on Mars, which is going to be insane. I mean, I follow space launches. Me too. Religiously. <laughs> yeah. Like I have an app on my phone that tells me, okay, this thing's going to, you know, SpaceX is launching, you know, the big rocket on this day. And I'm like, freaking ready to go. What's or, the next one? I have the for ISS. People, for people that don't know. Shit. I mean, uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked at it, but I'm, do you know? I no, no, know. no. I was just about to say, I have the ISS app, the International nah. Space Station. So I get alerts like when it's overhead, and sometimes you could see it like in the day you could see like oh shit if, if you know what you're looking for you know yeah. it's, people say like it's, you're not looking for this huge ass thing you're looking for like a tiny little speck and you could see it like sometimes it looks shiny at night or especially where I live it's clear as fuck dude yeah. there's not really a lot of light pollution so I'll get the alert and I'll go out there sometimes I can't see it sometimes I could so I'm just kind of looking in the general vicinity it has a great fucking it's an onboard camera so like oh sunset. Sunrise, that looks fucking cool. I assess that, dude. Look it up. Mm. I, I've shared it with a few people, and they're like, that's real. I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, that, this is this camera is on the fucking space station. And, you know, I don't even need to talk about flat earthers, but April the people, 6th. the people I've talked to, April sixth, April sixth, April sixth, for the SpaceX, SpaceX they uh, launch its Falcon Heavy rocket, which I think is the same one that everybody's seen two times already. Is that the Van Vandenberg Air Force Base in Florida, or I mean, not in Florida, right here up uh, a little bit up north? Is it VAFB? Because those are the ones that like a lot of people get confused Kennedy with. Space Center. No, that's in Florida. Then uh, the thing is that people get confused when they see like these rocket launches, like the one that happened not too long ago, or the one that happened like two, three years ago, where it's like, oh shit, there's UFOs. Like you see, oh yeah, and especially in the nighttime when you see this weird, you know, like cloud looking, cloud looking cluster, and then it just kind of like disappears. I mean, it, if you follow the spacecraft, you know, oh, it's just a SpaceX. You know, they yeah. just. But everyone else is like, oh, shit, UFOs and aliens are here and things like that. So it's pretty crazy. I mean, we, I mean, it's interesting times, really, you know, that we live in. It's pretty the, crazy. The next date around here is going to be May 16th. SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket out of Vandenberg Air, Air Base in California. 
Yeah. Unless, that's probably one we'll be able to see Mesa State. Unless it's cloudy and then you're fucked. But yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, it's those things are all interesting. I mean, it's crazy to me, man. All that stuff. I, I just enjoy reading about it, looking at it. You know, you see these fucking, like you said, all these exoplanets. Pluto's not a planet. What planets are habitable? I mean, there's so much to go into. Um, the sun's going to blow up in a few hundred million years. <laughs> like, are we going to still be around by then? Like you said, you know, is it technology? You know, is that part of evolution? The robots not take over, not Terminator shit. But are we like hybrids, you know? Um, a few people have already said, like, we are part robot, you know, like most humans over 13 have a phone, at least, you know, in, in most, um, first world countries. And it's, you know, what the fuck? Like 20 years ago, like you would have never had even a camera, you know, a photographer had it. Nowadays it's an attachment. It's attachment. It's, it's part of you. Yeah. Your knowledge is tied to like, let me Google I mean, this. Your pictures is like taking over your memories. Yeah. You know, now you have actual an actual memory you know it's not just like a thought like oh fuck i remember this you know it's this is that exactly you could go back and look at it yeah so i think that's where it becomes like beneficial in a way i mean in in many respects you know music well when you just want to walk around you know i feel like thinking of this this song sounds tight you know i remember i heard it last week but then let me just put it on real quick and listen to it but i think like one day like with technology and everything i think the way human evolution evolves this is one of the predictions that in the future, in like 2,000 years, that we'll look back on in another podcast and we'll look back to see that I was right. No. <laughs> but I feel like Robot. I feel like human like existence where it goes like, not, obviously not in our lifetime, but like in the future is that like people start kind of replacing body parts with like robotic. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, if, I if, agree. if you chop, if like your arm came off and like, like the technology is like, oh, well, now you have this robotic arm that is much stronger like can lift so much more is a lot more durable. You never experience any like diseases or any, you know, pain in it. Then what makes you think like, Oh, well, why don't I just do my left arm? And why don't I just do my right leg and my left leg? And then when do you stop? And when does your human brain get uploaded into like a, like a computer and then re imaged into like a cyborg. And then you are the same human body with the same thoughts just with much more capability. Like, I feel like that's like the future of like human evolution. Like obviously not now, but in time. Well, if you think about it, like think about all these prosthetics, we're already kind of on our way, you know, like you, you know, it sucks, but you know, you go to war, you lose a leg, you come back and they put this not robotic, but it's fucking not natural. You know, 2000 years ago, somebody would have said, Oh, he has a robot leg, you know? So we're on our way already. A wild, stupid prediction that I've just come up numerous times when I'm very, very high is <laughs> we're um, not high, but we're not high, but it's just you know I like sharing this one. It's like I feel like almost part of human evolution is going to lead to telepathy. Like I just feel like that's you know just my dumb fucking hypothesis, but just like why not? You know, like we we learn to communicate. We're always communicating. We could send you know. How far are we from like saying, like you know, you now you say, fucking Alexa, play my song. Like how far are we till we just say, in our mind, like play that song, and it does it, you know. And then if I could do that to a machine, why couldn't I do it to another person? So I, I you know, it sounds stupid. I know it does. That's why I come up with it when I'm high because it, yeah. you know. But 
I have always thought that, like for the last two, three years, I've been like, I think we're going to be telepathic. And well, you see, now, now we're going to get attacked by the CIA. <laughs> I think, I think, too, like, the CIA, the reason why I say that is because the CIA, they have programs where they find these kids that are, like, super fucking special and super smart, telepathic, and have all these crazy, like, abilities. And they learn about them and they use them throughout different stuff in, in their, their, their stuff. I mean, I've heard a ton of stories of that. I'm about to look there's, that up. There's, there's one guy that's really popular. I forgot the guy's name. It's been a while since I heard it. But this guy was one of those kids. They call, I think they call him like Star Child. Star, Star Child. Children. And like, I forgot exactly what he would do. But I remember it was just like some totally alien stuff. You know, like next level human stuff. And he was, talks about, like, how they had a program and, you know, how they would take him to, like, top secret stuff. He's basically like a whistleblower in a way, you know, and it, at the top level. And you see some of the stuff you hear and you think, like, yeah, right. But then he started talking about it in more detail and you're like, fuck, I mean, I think it's kind of possible. I'm going to look at, what did you say, Star Child? Star Child. Mm-hmm. Or Star Children or something. Uh, that, that's, like, the project. Well, at the end of the day, like, nothing is, like, impossible, you know, like. It's evolution. I, I know that too. That there's like some, some like companies that are working on like, in like finding a way to like install a chip like kind of like in your mind and your brain, where pretty much like you really don't need to learn anything anymore. It's, it's just there. It's kind of like a Google search that happens rapidly. Like for example, if you ask me like, "Hey, who won yesterday's you know baseball game?" and I have no idea. But then as I'm thinking about it and I'm about to tell you, like my mind has processed and searched it and figured out that, oh, hey, the Braves lost to the Phillies yesterday on opening day. And then when I'm about to talk to you, like literally you don't even know that I've thought about it. Like I haven't even stopped to think. I'm just like in conversation. And then I just tell you like, oh, yeah, the the, the Braves lost 10-4 and, and Tehran got fucking rocked and this and that. And that's part of your knowledge. Like and you, it's not even knowledge. It's It's my mind just Google searched. Or connected to the web and found out facts, and that goes for everything. Like when you tell me, oh, like how big, how how, uh, what's the circumference of the Earth? I don't know, but as soon as I'm my mouth is opening to tell you, like my mind has already Google searched and figured it out, and now I'm telling you the answer. So at the end of the day, like why even do we? We don't even know you need to go to school. Like what's the point of, of like education and this and that? Like we're all going to be uploaded into like the cloud. But at the end of the day, you know, then it's like you got to be careful with fake news. And yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? But it's it's crazy because that's actually something that they're actually working on. Uh, a prediction that I have that I, I feel is more viable and I feel like they'll do it in a way where we'll all run to sign up is like there will be like the nano chips, you know, inserting nano chips on this. Like I feel almost like it'll be like a, a case where a children – a child or children go missing kind of thing and then this new technology comes out just around the same time like oh you know make sure your kid never goes missing like put this chip in them mm-hmm. and now you're like huh nobody else knows where the chip is because you know even I, i've thought this out <laughs> like let's say like let's say yeah yeah let's say there's other everybody knows it's in your left index finger so everybody just goes and chops that kid's finger like okay the chip's gone but if only the parents know like okay at that moment hey, they're missing Look on your phone, look on whatever. Oh, he's over here. Like, even if they're whatever, you know, hopefully not being raped or murdered, whatever, but you know where to go to look for them. Mm-hmm. And so, what parent's going to say, like, I don't want to know where my children is at. I never want to know where it's that they're safe. Something, so crazy, Some cra- something crazy happens. 
And so I was, you know, a lot of these are when I'm high. <laughs> so then I'll, uh, a lot of time I'll write it either in my notebook or in my phone and I'll go back and think, okay, like, that's fucking stupid. And then there's some that I'll read back and I'm like, that makes sense. Like that, not sense like, and that's going to happen, but I just feel like I could see that happening, especially, you know, when you use children kind of thing and not saying that it'll happen on purpose, but just what if some kids go missing and shit like that? Like in Mexico, if this shit was happening in Mexico, the stuff that's happening in Mexico is happening here. Like people, the technology, everybody would be like, oh, dude, we need to fucking chip these kids. And, you know, as a parent, everybody would be like, dude, I want to know where my kids are. I want to make sure I'm not going to invade their privacy. I'm not going to whatever. And then they grew up with the chip in their in their body somewhere. Right. You know where they're at at all times. So now when their kids are born, they're just like, oh, yeah, let's just do it. You know, it's for the greater good. And next, you know, now we're all chipped. And it's one of those things where you say, how are we going to get there? But you can map it out, and that's, you know, I just, I don't smoke as much, but when I would smoke, <laughs> I just kind of try to go in my mind and see, what what am I thinking about? And there are a lot of, like, the conspiracy theorists that, like, against all that, like, the RFID chip and, and the government knowing exactly where you are you are at all times, but it's like, you carry your phone around with yeah. religiously <laughs> With your location on, yeah. So you're yeah. if you're scared about that, you're being tracked anyways, yeah. and the only time you won't be tracked is if you... If you do get kidnapped and the, the the person who kidnapped you throws away your phone, now you're fucked. Yeah, like, but if you had that chip on you, they would know exactly where you were. So it's like you're already doing the same yeah. thing because you're tied to your phone. Like yeah, you signed up to Facebook, you signed up to. So yeah. it's like, well, fuck, you can't do anything about it. I mean, it's good to just kind of know what's going on instead of just. I guess you could be on either end. You don't know what's going on and be cool with it. Or not know about it, and I mean, it doesn't matter because you don't know about it. There's a few things that record, like you know, there's a few laptops that would record the. I mean, they're recording, but they're not. It's not like people are watching behind a screen, you know. It's just recorded and save it for a yeah, for whatever reason, you know. Like I think Google and Verizon were like big, uh, big companies. I mean, I don't know for facts, but I think there's a couple big companies, you know, that were. That were taking information. I think I'm pretty sure Verizon was one of them. The Google one, I'm kind of sure. But I mean, at the same time, it makes sense, you know, for national security if the if the actual reason is national yeah, yeah. security, you know, not just to spy on your citizens. Yeah. But I knew a few drug dealers, right? I still do. And when we go grab lunch or whatever, they take the phone out of their battery. I mean, they take the battery out of their phone. They have like old brick phones because they're just so like, dude, they're listening. If they want to get me, they're gonna get me. They don't want me. I'm not a big fish, so I don't need to be on my toes but if they ever you know that's the whole thing that's another thing to get into like if if it's all recorded right like all these things are happening the cameras are always on but wouldn't if you have it off on your phone wouldn't you catch it on my phone they'd know you're with me not if you turn off your phone like not if you're like you get here you turn off your phone but my phone's on and you're with me Mm, i guess yeah but they don't really know who you're with yeah because it's not like Tracking the exact location, yeah. it does in a sense because you it's know it's not like shit. General... We're tracking Hector. Yeah. Oh, we know he's with David. So yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's there. It no, is. It is because yeah. you know, as far as like like the what is it CCTV? They're just recording everything, and then they go back and look. Like oh, there was a murder on that corner. Oh, we have a camera there. Let's go mm-hmm. back and look. It's not like they're recording to see what's going on twenty four seven. So it makes sense, you know. But at the same time, like where where do you draw the line? And then these cameras, people buy a lot of these, you know, earlier you, I don't want to say what you said, but you you shared about, and I asked, do you guys have cameras? And a lot of these people buy these cameras that are uploaded to the internet. And anybody, Joe Schmoke could just log on and just, you know, he's not looking for your specific camera, but.
but these are all connected to like that something. to something where the you can web. just like random and be like, oh fuck, like look at their house, look at whatever, and they'll never know it's here yeah, or wherever it may be. Home. But yeah, and it's just it's connected there, and people unknowingly are uploading all these things where like say I don't know, I'm not gonna be like oh the FBI does it, the CIA mm-hmm. does that, but if I'm sure people know how to get the exact location they want, like oh fuck, there's this corner, and just one of those things, you know, it's part of the the technology. You know, we don't know what they're doing with it. I'm not, dude, well, I don't have nothing to hide. Fucking, you have it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck. What's on there, you know? Is my phone recording my voice when I'm sleeping? Not when I'm sleeping, but when I'm talking to, like, somebody off the record. And then, you know, the whole 30 years later outrage, you know, in 30 years when I'm 60, somebody's going to hear some audio that I was talking about. What, like, just, you know, shooting the shit with somebody. And it's taken out of context 30 years later because, oh, we have all this audio saved and we looked you up and this is what you said on fucking this night. And you're like, what the fuck? Because that's what's kind of happening now mm-hmm. with everybody. You know, I'm I'm all for that Me Too movement, all that shit. But it's all after the fact. You get me? And, you know, who knows where we're going to go? It's like it's we have an idea just because of the things that have happened. But I don't know. It's one of those things with technology Like we don't. Our generation is living through it, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, what our kids are going to experience is, like, just just seeing from, like, our grandparents, what they experienced, to what our parents experienced, to what now we experience. Like, it's just totally different. And I just imagine what our kids are going to experience. Like, it's just going to be so much more, like, advanced than what we did. Because when our parents were alive, like, computers were barely, I mean, like, when we were when we barely were born, like computers weren't in every household. They were like well, a commodity. That, say, like, the web wasn't parents, created. You think about our parents' backgrounds. I mean, most of us Mexican American, our parents come from ranchos. You know, yeah. Like, going from like we've seen it from what we can remember to now, and you're like, fuck, you know. But then when you go like rancho status, where like they were eating beans and rice because they weren't going to kill their cow because they needed the milk, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's like you're so far out of touch to where now you become in touch and then live through the existence of the quick evolution of, of technology. And that's just one generation, you know, yeah. like where are we going to be in yeah. three, you know, like, yeah, it's just going to go so fast, lifetimes worth, you know, multiple times in the future. It's this is exactly what I wanted, man. Great talk. Great, good, good talk, man. Good talk. I mean, can't drink as much as we probably No, no, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's good, good, good talk for sure. Three empty glasses. Three empty glasses. You guys want to keep going? I'm down to keep going. Or we, I know it's kind of late. I haven't even looked at my, at my. I got to golf tomorrow. You got to golf. Yeah. Five, but I don't care. All right, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll wrap it up and, and we'll, we'll, talk. I mean, there's enough, like, you know, uh, stuff to talk about that we could, like, jump on in the future for sure. I mean, it's easy to do it. And it's uh, what I want to do. Is, I mean, this works perfectly because it's a standalone. You know, you don't need to listen to the next one to know about this one, or listen to that uh, this one to know about that one. Like and each episode is its own. That, that, uh, killer shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we could always yeah, say like episode yeah, yeah. whatever number so is. All right. I I say it every time. Uh, this isn't the self help podcast, but some words of wisdom for the audience. David, go first, and then Philip wrap it up. Out of, like, lesson learned from here? No, 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 no. Just some words for, like, whatever your life mantra is, whatever some life tips for the fucking audience. Just give them something so that 
they go to sleep happy. They wake up with some fucking believe words of wisdom. Yourself. Believe in yourself and have, have passion for whatever it is that you do. You know, if you're not doing something that you're not passionate about, you know, don't don't always feel obligated to do that. That's good. Nice. Huh? Phil? Me, it's more simple. It's more like just day-to-day stuff. It's just like live in the moment. You know what I mean? Like live for today. Like literally, I mean... Tomorrow, I mean, everyone knows it's cliche, but tomorrow's not promised. I mean, you know, be, don't look, don't try, don't plan too far in the future and try to live in the future and then miss the present. You know what I mean? Like a lot of time I feel we do that. Like, oh, shit, I can't wait. In five years, I'll be able to own a house. In five years or two years, my kids will be older and and I don't have to be like, you know, picking them up all the time or, or whatever it is or you know, what? And you know, in ten years, I'll, I'll finally have my career. Like living the today, because like you always end up looking back at the past and saying, like, "Oh man, like I wish I would have like taken it day by day." Like the only day that's promised is the day that you're living in right now. So like, make the most of it. Like, there's good memories in every single day. I mean, there's certain things we live for, like small memories like this. Like we we'll always look back and be like, "Oh, I remember we recorded that podcast." Like, just be appreciative of the moment that you're in always you know what i mean and because tomorrow is not promised like tomorrow you can pass away i mean people pass away every day you know your kids can no longer be with you your your wives or girlfriends or your parents may not be there like don't look too far in the future because then we all age you know and we're just kind of like you know as we look in the future we're just kind of like aging ourselves and like pushing ourselves towards extinction and just kind of like I mean, it's a simple thing. It's just like live in the day and make the best out of each day and, and just kind of like after the day's over, just look forward to the next day and make it better than the last one and just just live in the moment. Like, you know, like I'm not, don't try to, I'm not saying like, oh, be great and be your best self and be, be, you know, live your best life. It's just like appreciate the day, you know, like I guess that's the only advice I can give really. That's solid. I see. I try, I try to do both and it's fucking hard. Man. No, and life's tough. Yeah. Life's tough. Just wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Philip, thanks for coming on. Yeah, David, man. thanks for joining us. Um, no thanks for listening. We'll yeah. see you next time. For sure. Cheers.